Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's extra indoor adventure in Power Outage, a tabletop RPG that was created by, I'm so sorry if I bought your name, but I swear to God, I googled how to pronounce it, Babars El Taib. Uh, as a means of being able, uh, of having a tabletop RPG that he could easily explain to his children. Uh, and as a result, this game is actually a really good intro into tabletop RPGs, or at least I think it is. Uh, even if you are a dungeon master or a game master who has played games for a very long period of time, uh, or have your own set ways of doing things, I think that this game is actually a really good way, uh, to be able to get new like to explain to new dungeon masters essentially how to craft a a story even if it's just a small one so uh before we get into more of the game uh we have some general announcements which is it is march 28th 2019 and you are loved and you should remember that also if uh, you would like to watch this game live, you can check us out at twitch.tv slash theindooradventurer at 5.30 Pacific Standard Time, usually Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and now apparently sometimes Thursdays. And in May, uh, we are going to be streaming Ghosts of Saltmarsh starting on Thursdays, so you can look forward to that. Also, uh, Pat, Hol Pat Holmes fan 420. Thank you for the follow, Greybeard. What happens when you get a follow on the channel? You unmute yourself first. And then I grab this big old mall and I hit that guy right in the face. It's such a good sound. Just for you. Thanks for the follow. Thank you. Uh, and we, if you are also interested in things that we have uh, that things that you we have that you can support us with just so you know that didn't work nearly as well as there it did hey guys my own computer catching me off guard but did you know we have merch available if you go to bit.ly slash indoor merch where you can get either this 11 ounce mug or a much bigger mug that graybeard said is coming in the mail his way oh oh is that it graybeard I want you while I'm talking, you should open it up. You should show yeah, us what, yeah. how big these mugs are now. Total unboxing. Unboxing yes. video. And we also got awesome shirts like this that feature Coriander and Captain Olivia from our Monday game. We are also currently working on designing shirts for Blake, uh, as well as shirts for uh, our, our very favorite LaCroix flavor, Hint of Fay. So if you are interested in getting shirts that have any of those on them, good way to support more shirts is that way. So, that is my spiel uh, about merch, and with that in mind, I just pressed the wrong buttons. There, it looks better. I swear to God, my transitions are usually good. Greybeard, got so many boxes in there, but what is the first one that you got? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm excited well, like a, a kid. difference of them. Uh, also, too, coming up eventually is the gym. Uh, your gym shirts, man. Mm-hmm. All right. Blast gym and arena. It, amazingly, I opened. Bronk floor blast. Ah, monkey's so big. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Yeah, yeah. All right. So crump. <gasps> it's both sides. Mm -hmm. oh! That way oh. you never have to choose because Ooh. I look right-handers, left-handers. We all we all drink liquids. Look at the thing that you bought. <laughs> it's awesome. 
All right. Keep going. I'll try quicker. <gasps> okay. Hubris. He's our boy. Oh. We love you, Hubris. That's what I should. Right. I'm gonna air like Christmas. Because that's what kids do with the packaging. All right, that's what I do with the packaging. And now, the big reveal. Ghost. Yes. We love you, Ghost. And those mugs actually look like a decent size, which is yeah, yeah, refreshing. I mean, that's and uh, I didn't even look for microwave and the dishwasher safe. They're dishwasher safe. Perfect. At least I put mine in the dishwasher. And last, I have Wolf. I have the Wolf mug. I have the whole set. Yeah, I'm gonna be careful and not clack them together. <laughs> Because I love them and I don't want them chipped. I have them all like Pokemon. Oh, ha, ha, ha. Okay, sorry. Long commercial, but I love it. That is, that is totally okay. So uh, let us get back in uh, two parts of tonight's game. So guys, uh, let's go around for our audio cast listeners. Uh, who are you playing tonight? And we will start with you, Vibri. What are you doing? You're muted. Okay. I made the mistake. Now I'm like really in the club. Yeah, you're in the crew now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am playing the Dandy Lion, who is like a Kingsman-esque type uh, super spy who's got lots of little tricks and gadgets up his sleeve. So I'm very excited to play this character. Excellent. All right. LB and Ben, who are you guys playing tonight? I'm LB, and I will be playing the Caffeine, a coffee-based superhero who has a few fiendish tricks up her sleeve. Uh, and I am the Pseudonymph. He's uh, like an insect man, has uh, super strength and tough skin. Yes! <laughs> and GB, who are you playing? Uh, tonight, I will be a midget smir uh, surfer who has the power of sun, so radiation. And his name is Microwave. Dude! Yes! And I'm the indoor adventurer, and I will be your game master for the evening, because there are no dungeons in this game unless like, you put them in there. Uh, so, uh, we're gonna be going through some character creation stuff, and I'm gonna uh, tell a little bit more about the game, which is, so contrary to other games that use a uh, that also use a d20 system, what this game specializes in is what is called the cape system. Now, cape is actually a tool for dungeon masters and not necessarily the players, which I think is really interesting. Because what it means is that there is combat. Alternative is what A stands for, puzzles and explore. This is how you set up scenes in this game, is that you have combat, uh, and you or not directly combat, but you can lay them out in any kind of order that you want them to go in, uh, and you just build out those scenes based off of the card that it's on. So, or not necessarily card, but what stage you're in. So, for example, if you guys get into a combat situation, uh, the where alternative comes into play is if you find a different way than just beating up the bad guys. Maybe you talk to them, maybe you get around the problem using your powers by some means. There are other ways for you guys to actually go out and solve your issues rather than just fighting. Uh, with that in mind, uh, 
the game is very easy. We have not gone through our character creation process just yet, uh, but you guys all have a pretty good idea of what you want your ability or what you want your powers to be. So I will now let you know what the abilities actually mean. So you have your impact. An impact is for all physical things. If you are good at talking with people, if you are good at punching people or kicking people, or if you are just really good at doing things that are very physical oriented or just personified by being a person, impact is a really good one for you. If you want to have a really strong power score, for example, then power is going to be the choice that you want there. Uh, one of the phrases that is used in this game and one of the abilities that uh, is a lot different than what I hear typically uh, from games is your omer. Uh, and your omer is basically your shield. Uh, it's kind of like an AC, but it's more of a modifier because in this game you don't have armor classes. What it is is that it is a dueling roll. So when you attack, you will roll a d20 and then add your impact or power. And then on defense, I would roll a d20 and then add my omer skill to it. And then if you beat my omer, then your attack is actually successful. And that's when you go and roll your damage die. And the way that this game works as well is that if you have a, like, say you punch or you kick somebody, what you can do is that you can actually take the average on the die. So if you have a d4 as your base attack and you roll it, you could get a three or a four, but you could also get a one and that kind of sucks. And if you'd rather not risk rolling and would just prefer to have a more steady hit, you can just take the average of the actual damage dealt to the dice. So it takes, it just kind of reduces it down to make things easier as well as kind of make it a little bit easier damage wise. So that way you don't whiff as much. Or if you're like, ah, it's really important that I deal at least a little bit of damage, then you can actually just average out the dice it works totally fine. Uh, so when you build your character, you get three points to maneuver to move as you see fit. All skills start with two, except for your yield points and your travel points or your travel score. So your yield points is 10 plus a D6, and that'll determine how much HP that you have. So Guys, feel free to roll a d6 and figure out your HP. Hoo-hoo. I got a six. Nice. A six. So it's ten plus? Ten plus. Okay. Both got fives. Nice. GB's still getting sit up. GB's got to get his bones rolling. It's a bone circle. <laughs> Numero cuatro. Nice. Alrighty. So then your guys' travel, which is the speed that your character has, uh, it is going to be four plus a d4. And that <clears throat> effectively is how quickly you can move around in an area. If we were playing with a grid or miniatures, it would be how many squares that you roll. Uh, but for this, I'd like to attribute it more towards uh, the quickness skill that we use in Fate Accelerated. Uh, to d help determine turn order. So whoever is fastest will go first, whoever is slowest will then go second, just so that, because there's not really a initiative score in this game. There are actually four different ways that you can choose to play, uh, which is whoever's closest goes first, 
Uh, you guys play rock, paper, scissors, or roll off to see who goes first. Uh, because this is a game that's meant for kids, you could also be like, hey, did you do all your chores? <laughs> well, I did, but so-and-so didn't. And then just like, well, you get to go first then because you did everything that you said that you were going to. And it also has uh, ways that you can learn lessons through that. So what is everybody's movement or their travel? So it's four, four plus? Four plus. Okay, so I got a six. Oh, okay. Four plus, mm -hmm. so eight. Dang. Nice. Yeah. I got five. Alrighty. Sounds good. So you guys have your travel. Uh, and again, in impact, power, and your omer, you each start with two points. And then you are going to get three attribute points that you can just put into any of those. So if you wanted, for example, you could put two of them into your impact and then one into your omer. So that way you have a little bit of extra energy to you before that will prevent you from being able to get hit. Or you could put them all into a single skill and be like, yeah, I'm so good at powers, but like not really the best at anything else. But you still have scores and everything. There's never going to be a situation where you will roll and not have a bonus to add. So. Mm -hmm. Power is your power? Yes, that is your just straight ability to use your power. So in uh, some situations, if your power is like, oh, I target myself, no roll necessary, that's fine. But if you have a like ranged attack that you want to do, instead of using impact, you would use power. And so, and power is almost strictly for just those kinds of rules. Uh, but if you wanted to say, uh, in, like intimidate somebody and be like, oh, well, I grow three times the size that I normally am because that's my power. I'm like, where is she? Where are the drugs? Like that kind of thing. Like go full Batman mode. That would be your power versus just your impact. And impact as well you can use to interrogate people. This game is very flexible. Uh, and once you guys have put in your ability scores, that's when we can get into talking more about your abilities, what your actual powers are throughout this game. So everything is base two, and we've got three points to spend. Yep. All and you can put them in impact, power, or omer. I do not believe that you can actually adjust your travel or yield points with these attribute scores. Okay. very excited uh as uh i had gotten into contact with babars earlier last week uh and they posted on twitter hey is anybody looking or any streamers looking for a new game to possibly stream or play and i'll just raise my small hand from the sea of everyone just i i like games that sounds fun and so we ended up getting into contact i i received a copy of this uh, thanks to Babar. So again, thank you for making this game possible because you also created it. <laughs> that was really cool. Uh, and I've had an absolute blast reading through this book. It broke one of my pun-loving friends. And that's a feat because RJ loves puns, but he just stopped at a point. I just kept sending him pictures and he just, I can't. I don't know how. I don't know how. All right, so... Who has put points in yet? I have. I'm ready. Oh, wait. What are your guys' points like? Uh, so, four impact, two power, 
four Omer, and then fifteen and eight for HP. Uh, you can only add three. Three. So, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I added. Yeah, I started with base three, and then you told me to change that. So four impact. Um, two. And two power. Three. three Omer. Okay. Yep. And I have two impact, four power, and three Omer. Alrighty. Oh. But I've got the exact same. Impact two, power four, Omer three. We are one mind. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I did impact three, power four, Omer two. Alrighty. Sounds good. So uh tell me tell me about your characters. So let me uh before I do that, I guess. Uh, let me lay out the, the scene for you guys. Kind of what uh, the location that this uh, game is going to be taking place. Because in the book itself, it uh, has several different locales and cities. And effectively, what has happened is that magic and technology have kind of fused together. There's been superpowers uh, developing in people. And it seems like there is just a general outpouring of this almost unadulterated chaos as people like a giant lion, as a lion man uh, are now just fully formed into existence and everyone is just okay with it. That is how things are now. Uh, so we are going to be taking this game, uh, this game's place in the town of New Portsburg. Uh, so, in Portsburg, uh, it is a city primarily uh, comprised of central islands with bridges all around it. Every which way leads to the central mass of New Portsburg. Of New Portsburg, and about uh, not even a mile away from town, in this large building is uh, what you guys would know to be your central headquarters, where if there's a problem within the city, this is where they dispatch uh, any of the heroes that they have on retainer to actually go out and take care of that issue for them. Now, the thing that uh, you guys need to know is that there are two real primary heroes that you guys interact with a lot. Uh, and one of them is named Kid Radical. And Kid Radical is a very youthful-looking skater bro, but he was actually one of the first heroes to be promoted to this position. As his power is the more cool tricks that he does, uh, and the more youthful energy that he kind of exudes, the younger that he stays. So what would normally be just a ridiculously old man is actually a very hip young kid, uh, as long as he keeps doing what the young kids are into these days. Then, there is your eye in the sky, your oracle of the Batman universe, known as Technosaurus Rex, who is a uh, very large dinosaur uh, with tiny little arms in the front, but uh, has incredible super smarts. There is a brain large enough to fit in that giant dinosaur head, uh, and the way that they have circumvented the tiny little arms problem is by putting straps around a wireless keyboard that Technosaurus Rex can furiously type in front of them uh, as being wire uh, Bluetooth connected to pretty much everything is able to type on screens as they go along. Everyone speaks English or the equivalent of new common, I guess is what we could call it if we wanted to. 
but those are your two uh, primary primary NPCs that you guys are really going to be in contact with. Uh, then there is also the local accountant whose name is Prodigits, uh, and he is a a master of uh, a master of counting and uh, making sure that everyone's payroll ends up paying out correctly because heroes still need to make rent which is kind of a sad thing but it's true so uh how did you guys wind up at the academy in in this setting you are going to be a fully formed team uh and we'll kind of figure out how your powers manifest and how they work and then more towards the end uh i can actually attribute powers if you guys already have them to ability scores that we have in the game so that way we can kind of easily transfer and if there isn't one then we can make one up just because it's i mean it's a tabletop game if there wasn't an element of we made it up as we win i don't know why we would play these games <laughs> so uh you guys have worked at the academy uh or at this bastion area we'll call it the bastion uh, you guys have worked at the Bastion probably for the last three to four years, uh, unless your powers have recently manifested, in which case you will have worked there for however long. Uh, but you have proven yourselves to be worthy of being a combined unit, uh, much like the Fantastic Four and the X-Men and all of that. So, how did you guys become the team that you are today? a good question well we met in the rainforest um because that's where coffee beans are grown and insects and insects so uh i was there doing research and i had a radioactive coffee bean which gave me my abilities awesome <laughs> and uh we hit it off really well you know i knew a lot about a lot of stuff you know it's like Sorry, our cat is groaning. Um, and uh, we came back to this area and decided we wanted to use our powers for good. So, yeah, went to school. Went to the academy? Went to the academy. Yeah. Well, you know what? The academy sounds better. <laughs> We're just going to call <laughs> it the academy. Uh, I, I, would, I would think that uh, maybe my character is a barista uh, oh, on the weekends. Job. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe there's a little coffee spot in the academy and uh, I'm a barista at it and uh, that could be a way that I can meet people sure and he just tags along okay <laughs> <laughs> alrighty so we have a coffee barista who also works at the academy that you guys are all employed by or going to it's completely up to you so uh i'm gonna say they're right why are you at the academy so the dandelion he was i think he works at the academy as a teacher if that's yeah that's totally fine like a thing um teaching like spy skills so he has all of his cool gadgets and he teaches other students how to use certain things like he's got his pocket watch that's a grappling hook 
and a monocle that maybe does a little x-ray action. Um, and yeah, he just, he like really so badly wants to be actually out there in the world as a spy, but like this teaching job was the only thing that he could get that was close enough to it. So that's what he's doing right now. He's teaching how to spy. Yes. <laughs> All right. And microwave. So <clears throat> microwave was a uh, championship surfer and he heard that there was a tsunami coming out of Mexico and the end of the uh, Asmayan calendar was uh, at its apex and he got onto the tsunami and was riding the tsunami and as it crashed over him, he was washed away, woke up on a beach and was somehow affected by the sun god and he had shrunken down he was so dried out that he'd shrunken down and he was a surfer but now he's a he's not a dwarf or a real midget he's a miniaturized person like styrofoam in a microwave he shrank down oh he, he's exactly a normal person uh but he's still a championship surfer um but Unfortunately, he's too small to handle a regulation board, so he can't compete anywhere anymore. So he's uh, he joined the academy to uh, to try to be a superhero. Awesome, I dig it. So, uh, one of the first things that sticks out to me as a potential power, uh, dandelion, or the dandelion. Uh, yes. you want, uh, you want to have all of your spy gadgets and, and be able to do all of that, right? Yes. Uh, there is a utility power, uh, that is listed in this game where you just get to pull things out of your pockets. Oh like, as long <laughs> as it's perfect. reasonable, you can pull it out of your pocket. So, Amazing. as long as it's not, like, grand piano from my pocket, <laughs> like, understandable. But if you... Your, yeah. One of your skills can just be that. Your, all of your spy skills. Yes. Okay, cool. So that is pull a random non-combative object out of seemingly nowhere. Oh, I love it. That's perfect. So yeah, you can easily just be like, ah, oh, this is the perfect time for my laser pen that can totally do locks. <laughs> like, yeah. Have all of that. Totally. Alrighty. So... Uh, LB, when you say that you get coffee powers and fiend powers, how do those powers manifest? What do they do? So whenever she has caffeine, uh, she grows horns and gets, like, demonic. Um, so I'm thinking that uh, she can either spew out hot liquids from her mouth or she gets, like, super speed because she's really jittery. Okay. <laughs> Okay, there is a super speed ability. If you would okay. like, uh, if you would like to like basically turn into Fry at the end of the Futurama episode where he drinks the hundred yeah. cups. <laughs> okay, so that one is going to be a supportive power, and what that means is that it's not necessarily directed at combat, but you can use it to either help your friends. Like I use my super speed, pick up my buddy, and then we're the fuck out of here, yeah. like that kind of thing. Uh, and so. That is, or actually, I think, do, do, do. No, that is a utility power, not a supportive one. Sorry. Okay. Still a good power, 
Uh, and it is that you can move an additional four spaces per turn for the remainder of the battle. Uh, so what we would basically do for this, because we aren't, uh, we're doing theater of the mind rather than grid based, is that you can effectively increase your initiative by four for a power point. Like if you're like, oh, I have to go first. And then when you move, I mean, we'll just have you be moving at like flash speed because that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. All right. Uh, and then, uh, pseudonymph, you wanted to have bug-like powers uh, yeah. And like an exoskeleton and stuff. Yeah, I was thinking tough skin, maybe superhuman strength. Extra limbs. Yeah, maybe extra limbs. You could just, <laughs> if you want them, there is no rule in this game for having more or less limbs. So just write down a number for however many you want and we will figure it out later. Six. All right. So just two extra? All right. Yeah. So. Uh, if you would like, uh, there is a ability where it, when you roll combat using your power, typically when it's a punch or a kick or something like that, uh, you can, you roll a D4, but there is an ability where you would be rolling with your power instead. And then it just does a solid D8 rather than a D4. Uh. So you get to punch twice as hard as anybody else, but that is one of your powers is just being super strong. I like that. Super punch. Alrighty. And then for your carapace. <laughs> we will figure that one out as we go. But I will write a note down. Uh, so, or actually, GB looks like he's eating right now. Okay. If you're good, uh, then so for microwaves power. Uh, sunblast sunblast okay yeah uh so uh there is more, like a chain ability where one enemy takes a lot of damage second enemy takes a little bit less third enemy takes a little bit less but you can have be like a scorching ray or like a direct blast beam if they're in a line or something like that um Sweet. yeah so you can totally have that which is that the first enemy is going to take full damage uh, the second enemy takes half, rounding down. Third, et third enemy takes half of the second, rounding down. Uh, and you will be rolling a d6 for that attack. All right. And is what is it called? Uh, I don't know, Just GB. A. What is it called? A. Oh, Sunblast. All right. Let's so write down Sunblast for it. All right. Yeah, because the names for all of these are listed by category. Because okay. as you level up, like one, if if we got to level six in this game, then you guys would have the ability to then power up the abilities that you already have. And that's another thing that this game also introduces, which is you can combine your powers. You have to spend a lot more of your power points to do so, but you can actually combine those powers to have a much stronger way. Yeah, you guys could totally figure out a way to combine coffee and bugs for the ultimate slam. Gestalt powers, as it were. Um. Yes. All right, so uh, your character sheet has the listing for six powers on it, but at level one, we only get three. Just to make things a lot easier for you guys, so that way we aren't sitting here for the next however long, just like, so what's your power? What's yours? Uh, so, caffeine. 
did you have a did you have another power in mind besides being able to spit coffee on people spit coffee on people or like shoot yeah. coffee out of your hands um yeah i could um what other way what other things could i do i, I could have a grinder where i where i'm like super punch people with my super speed and i call it the grinder <laughs> okay i am nice. totally okay with that uh so yeah run you let me run your face through the grinder <laughs> yes all right so uh there is um do you want it to be able to hit like one enemy or two enemies and is this like a distance thing or do you have to be like up close with them oh yeah because it's fists uh yeah okay yeah uh so or, or it could be i move so fast that it's a throne like whoa like the like key powers where it's just like it Wah! is you you rush forward punch them and then before they look you are already back in the same place so we can stylize it as a distance <laughs> attack but it's just you okay. running back and forth really fast uh so if that is the case uh you can do um ba -ba -ba. There is just a general combat power, which is to roll a d3, and then you would add one. And a d3 is just d6 halved. Uh, and you would be able to hit an enemy 15 feet away from you. Or okay. 15 spaces away. So it's a really long ways. And it would just be you run up quick, pop, pop, and then run back. However many punches you hit with your fists, that will be uh, the damage that you end up dealing on that if you end up hitting. Okay. Sounds right. good. So, we got your quick punches. We got your super speed. I like I like the direction that this character is going. Uh, and then for the carapace, unless you had another idea of a power that you wanted. Uh, I was thinking that or maybe some sort of like a healing thing. Like insects can regrow limbs. So, some sort of speedy healing. Tanky tank. Yeah. All right, uh, there is one where you take half damage, but then you do half damage for the next two rounds. Hmm. Uh, or there is... Yeah. Do, do, do. Transform into something else, not changing your abilities in any way. Uh, that's not useful. What if you have wings? There um, is an ability for flight. Like have the... Not butterfly wings, but like the like beetle wings. Yeah. yeah. Under the carapace and then yeah. I think that's a good uh, that's a good one. Some flight would be good. Yeah. Alright, and then let's see. Okay. So then Dandelion. What are your what's another one of your abilities? Because we got you your spy gadgets. Yes. Is there some kind of like could I do like some kind of incognito thing? Like sneaking? Is there like some kind of stealth oh. ability? Oh yeah, there's stealth. <laughs> uh, so one of the abilities is that you can uh, become undetectable to enemies five or more spaces away for four turns, uh, okay. but then attacking makes you visible. So as long as an enemy is five spaces away, they just can't see you, which is the equivalent okay. of like 20 feet. So as long as you are farther away than 20 feet, uh, you okay. would be fine. Uh, I like that. 
there is uh, another one that you could do as well. Uh, is was the dandelion a like for spy related things? Was he a uh, a a like interrogator kind of person? Like, would he have uh, like gotten truth from people? Yeah. Okay. Uh, because one of your powers could be force truth to up to one question, but potentially anger the person questioned. So you could just okay. use your power and where is she? Yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah. Can All I? Right. Can I do both of those, or should I just pick one and do something else? <laughs> you have up to three powers. powers. Uh. Hmm. If you would like to think about it, you totally can. I would like to think about it. Got it. All right, GV, what's another power you want for microwave? Just, like, chill out, man. Chill out. I want to be able to, like, totally relax folks. Like, just bring them right down to, like, I, I don't know if it's, like, a stun or or just some way of, like, stopping them, you know? Okay. Uh, so, <laughs> if you want uh to to be able to stop them there is a power that is that you create a barrier that follows your path of movement and remains until your next turn so what you could do is that on your like boogie board or whatever you could be surfing around leaving this wall of light behind you and just wrap around people and be like all right just hang out there for chill a hot out, minute man. chill out all right so And and how how does it work again? Uh, so you just create a barrier that follows you as you move, and then it's there until your next turn. All right. Okay. Alrighty. Caffeine. So I don't know how this is gonna work, but I want a move called the steeper, where I make someone stand still for a while. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's see. This could be this could be one of my fiendish abilities, where it's like a a death glare sort of thing. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So let's see here. I like that you guys are taking all these ability, wanting to take these abilities. That's just like I don't really want to fight. I just want to like. You need to calm down. Stand still. <laughs> You need a Stop you need it. a break. Uh, hmm. You create a one by two space barrier anywhere within tw ten spaces from you, and then it remains stationary. Cool. So one of your powers would legitimately just be and stay there. Yep. And then a barrier would just appear, and then it stays there. So you create this permanent object, I guess. Um. All right. I decided chill out will be like the Iceman thing where it's a wave. I'm riding a, like a wave of ice. It just yeah. water and then it freezes as I zip around it. Yeah. And then it turns into a wall of ice and then melts obviously very quickly. Yes. So I'm totally down for that. All right. So bet. Did you, you still wanted carapace, right? Or did you yeah, the carapace was good. Um, I liked the uh, take, what was it, take half damage, deal half damage. 
Yeah. I think that sounded pretty good for the for another power. Because then there is another one, which is that you can become unmovable for a round, and you avoid damage, but you can't attack for the until your next turn. I so like you can either more. okay, <laughs> yeah. Let's do that one. So I just curl up into a ball like a roly poly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly like a roly poly. All right, the dandelion. Okay. So I had one idea that was like disguise kind of a thing. Okay. Like spies do disguises. Um, but I also feel like, I don't know, are there like combat abilities? That also disguise you? No, I'm just like in general, are there like combat abilities that I don't know if it would be good for some more for one of us to have like like uh you know the um daggers that come out of the shoes oh, I don't yeah, know if that yeah. would be like an ability or like a thing that I would have like a hidden weapon yeah 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 I would say that what you could do is that if you wanted to have like a little bit more power, you could have the D8 dice damage, uh, the same kind of thing that uh, Pseudonymph has, but okay. instead you could just flavor it like as part of the like, oh, I reach into my pocket and I pull out some like bear mace and I should spray him in the face. Like, okay, okay. You can just have that be still more part of Dandy the Dandelion's abilities. Okay. So yeah, so I think I, I will take the interrogation. Okay. One. And then, are you sure you don't want a flower-based attack? Oh yes, yeah. <laughs> I should do something like that. Okay. Like <laughs> you have the flower in the lapel with the acid that shoots out. <laughs> yes. Well, like so. What do flowers? It's like some flowers could put you Ooh, to sleep. Pollen. Yes. Like pull po like like I I don't know why I'm so onto this, but like pot sand. But pocket yeah. sand. Pocket, pocket pollen. pollen. <laughs> yes. Right. I, okay. Yeah. I want pocket pollen. Okay, so your pocket pollen. Like disorient. That is. Okay, so with that one. Uh, let's see. Because there is a ability where you can like blind or like deafen somebody yes. for a hot minute. So That's just what I want. pocket pollen. Uh, yep. I'm trying to see where the ability is. Um, That's perfect. Let's see. Yeah, blind or weaken, causing the attack, uh, the next attack to take a negative two to attack and damage roll. So that is your pocket pollen ability, and you can do that on somebody who is up to five spaces away. So you can do it from a distance. <laughs> just like throwing pollen in some, yeah, <laughs> just oh dust them, poison ivy style. Yeah. yeah, and that was minus two. Yeah, they will get two. a minus two okay. to attack and damage. Okay, cool. So yeah, that and then the interrogation, and that's my three. Alrighty. All right. So microwave. Hmm. Sunblast, chill out. 
What else would a surfer do? Um, what about a heating ability? Radiation. Yeah. yeah. Um, see, I was kind of thinking that's what the sunblast is, but that's kind of a light thing too. Mm -hmm. So, um, um, maybe it's like a touch attack. You heat, you heat them up, but you don't heat them up on the inside. It's only on the outside. Outside, <laughs> or uh. Yeah, what you got for me there, uh, indoor along One of those the lines? Abilities, uh, so for a touch attack, I was looking at a I was looking at a utility one. Sorry. Oh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so for a touch attack, you could also do. Oh, so uh, there's one that was just stop enemy movement for a round if you did want them to just like freeze. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm okay with that. the I'm okay with the wall of ice chill out uh, barrier thing. Okay, um, but um, you could do the enemy continues to take one damage per round for the rest of battle. <laughs> you just give them a nasty sunburn, and then it's just ah, this is this smart. It itches. <laughs> Why would you right. do this? Sure. So it's a uh, uh, touch of the sun. No, no, I just slap them. Is, and it is a that uh, is, sunburn. That is sunburn. Up, that is uh, one enemy up to ten squares away. So again, this is also a distance thing. Okay. If you wanted, so you could, if you wanted, you could even have it be called sun kissed, and you blow a kiss at them from away, and then as it contacts, that's where you just see like <laughs> crazy sunburn emerge. All right, and so it does one, one damage point of damage every round for the rest of the scene. Or All for right. the rest of the battle. That's when the enemies can find some aloe. Just <laughs> damn it! Really smart. Alrighty, so sweet. We have everyone's powers. Everyone has three. Okay, so now that we know more about these characters in terms of powers, how you guys got to the academy, how did you guys get to be a team? So in the same way that we've done for Dungeon World in the past, let's make some bonds with each other. So I'll say Greybeard, since you're most familiar with uh, Dungeon World creating bonds, that kind of thing. Let's have you go first, and we'll try and get two bonds per person. Oh, two per Well, teammate. two, like, as you, two bonds. And oh, then it okay, can stack okay. up however it ends up working out. Okay. Um... Let's go with Dandelion, and uh, maybe it's one of those things where I, I, even though I'm small, I'm loud because I'm a surfer, and uh, it's always like that. And so you had to teach me to like hold back, hold back. I'll call you when I'm ready, sort of thing. And maybe that was like uh, maybe you were trying to train me. Cause I, I'm, I'm newer than you. Cause yeah. you're, you're like a teacher, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, let's say I, I came in, uh, under your wing maybe. Yeah. All right. Like I, I saw that you were new and kind of needed to grasp your powers. And so I was like, listen, I'll train you. We'll get y'all squared away. All right. I'm good with that. So just, uh, dandelion trained me. Yeah. All right. All right. 
Uh, and then we'll just go around in a circle. So uh, let's actually go to the dandelion. Yes. Choose somebody in the group to have a bond with. I think that I would have a bond with um, the caffeine because I imagine as a teacher, especially I'd be going and getting my coffee fix frequently. So probably be chatting it up with caffeine. I can teach you the best way to make coffee. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Drip, slow drip. <laughs> yeah, see, I uh, used to be a tea person, but here I got to switch to the coffee. So you had to help me make a great cup of coffee. Alrighty. Two things of cream, no sugar. I got you. <laughs> Alrighty. So, caffeine. Who do you... You already have a bond uh, with the pseudonymph. So, mm -hmm. feel free to make two more. Um, okay. And these so, are just like, again, kind of like you guys have been doing, just moments of how you yeah. guys kind of know each other. Yeah. I think Microwave and I would get along on the hipster level, where like I talk about cool things and he talks about cool things. Like he's asked me if I've ever been surfing, and I'm like, no, I was in the rainforest, but it wasn't really like that. <laughs> So you were you were down south and you didn't go surfing? No, oh. I don't really like the sun. It kind of like burns my skin. Oh man, I dig it. And he lights his hands up like in his face. <laughs> Are you just like the tannest person in the world? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. He's bronze. <laughs> Except I am radiation, so I assume yeah. that it's it's probably uh <laughs> probably okay for me. Yeah. So we uh, we bonded on uh, on our stories. All so right. He has a ton of stories, and I just have like I have all of that like hipster knowledge. Okay. Did you know when they first started surfing, they all had long boards? Whoa. There was like, no such thing as a short board. Where did where did surfing start, man? You know, and it just because <laughs> he wouldn't know anything other yeah. than there's waves over there. Um. Yeah. All right. All right. Cool. Excellent. Pseudonymph. Who is one of your bonds? Um, I was thinking I had a bond with uh, Microwave, too, that when I first came to the Academy and was still figuring out what I was capable of, I went for a little flight and uh, happened to crash into the water to be saved by a, a rapidly small. surfing small man. <laughs> <laughs> well, once, sun. <laughs> once I get you on the board, we can ice our way out, you know? Yeah. Uh, cool, I dig that. And I am I was all like, dude, you're a bug man. That's sweet. That's pretty <laughs> radical. Exactly. All right. Because <laughs> rads. Yes, thank you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> all right, GB, one more bond. Oh, I do? Yeah, because uh, each person is describing two bonds. Yeah. Not just oh, two wow. bonds. Okay, so... Uh, and you can have you can have a bond with... Uh, more than one bond with the same person. Okay. And then save. Sorry, my dyslexia. I got, I'm trying to take notes. And can't spell anything. 
Um, how about uh, how about uh, I'm uh, I'm pseudonym's uh, roommate because you know again people were like ooh bug man and I was like that's so cool <laughs> <laughs> so maybe we're roomies at the academy all right sweet yes <laughs> I have control of the muting <laughs> all righty so we have yeah the what oh yeah sure I thought of one for Dandelion. Yes. Uh, well, for me. Mm. Well, for you. Yeah, I, I thought Dandelion could have been my teacher at some point. And uh, what classes do you teach? Spice. Uh, gadgets. Gadgets is the oh. main class. Yeah, and then I and then we we started talking about like all the different ways, all the different like contraptions to brew coffee. Oh yes, okay. And like how they're like. Oh, this one's a press, and then this one's a drip, and then this one you let steep, and because like, there's some of them are just like stupid, meticulous, and like they're so yeah, yeah, love it. So, uh, is it yeah, safe to say that uh, we could have it be that all of you guys were uh, the dandelion students, and yeah. maybe yeah. maybe how like that's how you guys became a a team is that it was more of like. A few field trips and then it was like no I actually kind of like working with these guys and like you might be their professor but like they are assigned to you uh, mm -hmm. as just like when you go out on missions you will take these three you will show them the ropes this is what we need right now and so that way you guys have formed your team so uh, Dandelion because you are uh, you are the leader of this group because you are the teacher. Uh, did you name your group or did you let your students name the group? I let my students name it because I think they probably could come up with something better than me. <laughs> okay. Hmm. I'm not very good with puns. You, what did you say? Oh, earlier yeah. I was joking. He said like the the average four or the mediocre. The four. average. <laughs> <laughs> like superheroes are common in this world. It's like, hey, we're just four average people, you know, hanging out. Yep. Solving crimes. Yeah. Um, Solving crimes and doing the times. Yeah. <laughs> you can even just be named. We're the crime solvers. Yeah. We're crime solvers. <laughs> We're the crime only plus the lion. <laughs> Do you say the crime kids plus a lion? <laughs> <laughs> we could be the crime kids, but it's with a K. The crime kids. Mm. Oh, okay. That's I cool. Can get, I can get behind that. Okay. All right. So We're the, crime the superhero like group known as the crime kids. <laughs> That's the K. The K is, makes it so weird. It's not us doing the crimes. Right. It's the cool crime kids. Mm, <laughs> too many Ks. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. 
Time Kids. K2. K2. The sequel. Yeah. <laughs> so. Okay. It's going great. <laughs> Doing it. I know a gnome who got murdered last night who would go right in with oh that. Oh my crew. god. I mean. <sighs> I love that. That was game. amazing, GB. <laughs> Anyways. So. Uh, the, are we still, are we still going with crime kids, but it's K squared. I, I think K two or K squared would be sweet. Okay. So yeah, you guys, it'll be one of those, like you'll always try and fill out K squared on a form, but everyone just thinks that you're writing K two. Yeah. Like you guys know what the real name is. You Screw your formatting. I don't care that I can't fit it in the spreadsheet. That's what's there. Uh, and uh, the events that lead up uh, to your current mission. So you guys have had several successful missions before, uh, having gone out and really done uh, some impressive work. In one of the instances earlier last week, you stopped a, a man who could grow to a hundred times his his actual size and he called himself Big Ben but you were able to put a stop to it and once again save New Portsburg the exact way that you have many many times before however so like we we put Big Ben in timeout yeah you did so uh you guys are are all uh sitting around what uh, our dear friend Mez in chat named uh, the coffee place for the Daily Grind. Uh, and you guys are hanging out in front of the Daily Grind and you actually see on a news monitor, uh, on a television stand that is pretty close to where you guys are. Uh, Caffeine, do you like to have the TV on just because it just gives some kind of atmosphere? Uh, and that is when you see that there is a breaking report and as you uh, kind of focus in, you see that the man at the uh, desk for uh, to be the news anchor is a, uh, it looks like a white lab wearing a very nice business coat. He has human hands and he's just leaning up and he says, hello everybody, I'm Bob Barker. And today we are going to be reporting in on probably one of the most dangerous events to fall New Portsburg within the last year. Uh, we are going to go to our man on the street, the bad news bear, and he will tell us exactly what we need to know about the situation. And as it cuts away, you see a uh, you see what looks to be a black bear wearing a very nice coat as well, holding a microphone. Uh, and he says, well, it's easy to see that uh, we don't really know what's going on. This thing just sort of appeared here. And as he motions, the camera pans up and you see in the middle of town what looks to be a giant white pillar that just extends upward stories and stories hundreds of stories tall and it has a line about four uh about two-thirds of the way up and uh as the bad news bear is there reporting on the scene uh and motioning towards this large uh white cube that seems to have arrived and sees exclaiming that he doesn't know what it is you actually see the line begin to glow and the door open and what you would assume to be a large door just swings open and as it does you see what look to be cold particles 
begin coming out from the top. Uh, and he says, it, it, it appears as if snow is trying to fall out of, well, I, it appears to be a large freezer unit, sir, uh, as he's reporting on this. And that is when, in the middle of this broadcast, the channel is taken over. You see static for a brief minute, and then it cuts to what appears to be three individuals, all wearing light blue colored uniforms. One looks like a kind of wily looking man with a very uh, thin white mustache and a pointed goatee. He's balding, but has uh, very fluffy looking hair ringing the sides of his head. And he says, greetings, citizens of New Portsburg. I, Professor Permafrost, am here to tell you about my diabolical plan. In 24 hours, this city will be coated in a sea of cold the likes of which the citizenry has never before seen. This is your warning. If you know what's good for you, you'll give us all of the money in the town that we require. But if you don't, we're going to send you to a new ice age. And that is when the uh, two uh, other human-looking males standing next to him uh, say, uh, one of them says, we're going to put you in the big freeze. Uh, and then the third one says, the entire city of New Partsburg's on thin ice, you hear us? So give us the money. Uh, and they see a, uh, you see a graphic appear at the bottom of the screen uh, that is for, uh, it starts with a one and a series of zeros, and then the number begins to scroll at the bottom of the page, and it just keeps showing zeros for, you're not really sure, it goes on for a solid 15 seconds while they're giving their spiel about demanding the money, uh, until eventually it reaches its final decimal point. Uh, and, uh, they continue to say, we're here to hold summer hostage. So, if you know what's good for you, you'll pay us all the money we owe. Or all the money that you owe us. And then that's as the, uh, you see the screen go out. And then you hear, while the screen is still black, just, you know, I thought that was actually pretty good. I, overall, we did a really good job of making... Wait, what's that red blinking light? I think it's still on, sir. What? Turn it off! Turn it! And then you, like, as you hear some scrambling, and then eventually it clicks and then swaps back to uh, the newscast. As uh, you hear uh, the bad news bear beginning to start interviewing people uh, throughout the city of New of New Portsburg. Uh, and as he's interviewing them, the four of you on a wrist device that you all have, uh, and so you've chosen it in some form or fashion, uh, begin to feel it kind of buzzing, and you look down and there is just a large red blinking light. And you know that that is Kid Radical's way of uh, summoning the team to the uh, central headquarters to find out where you guys uh, are being sent to. But based on the news broadcast, you have a pretty good idea what your next mission is going to be. So, uh, you guys make your way up to the central chamber, uh, where you know, uh, that this central command is. And as you go in, you see, uh, of course, 
Technosaurus Rex on her tiny little computer just working away furiously and you see that there are windows popping up and then quickly disappearing there are uh, the lines of code that are in like every hacker movie that just go she is just furiously typing away with her tiny little dinosaur hands a thousand miles per minute almost until you see the screens all full Uh, and looking around you don't see Kid Radical anywhere but then you hear the sound, uh, the very familiar sound of this at this point of skateboard wheels on a hard surface. And as you look over, you see uh, on a kind of high rise, Kid Radical has his board, sets it down and begins to skate. And you see him go through a loop-de-loo. He swivels through a half pipe a few times, just doing some sweet tricks on his way. Uh, and he just has this nice glow about him as he does. Until eventually, he rides his skateboard up to uh, the four of you and swivels real quick and kicks it up into his hand. Uh, and getting a good look at, uh, Kid, at Kid Radical, you see that he is wearing uh, the heavily polarized uh, sunglasses. He's wearing a hat up like inside out facing backwards with just a tuft of bright yellow hair swooping down from the front uh he has a denim jacket that looks like it has kind of like a lower v-neck on it and he just goes bros you don't understand they're back technosaurus rex show us what we're dealing with here uh and at that you see technosaurus swivel her head around and just this way and clacks around and just what we have here are three of the worst cold villains in all of new portsburg their names are she cold snap and you see the figure that was standing on the left she flash freeze and the other figure that was standing there is also just kind of looking a little bit more dapper uh and then and finally Professor Permafrost himself. And you see this scientist-looking man, his hands in front of him, almost like he was posing for a book, uh, like the back of a book. And you actually do remember that before Professor Permafrost gained his powers of ice, that he was a published author of sorts in the fields of science and air conditioning repair. Because he's a super genius, so why not? Uh, but... Uh, the Technosaurus Rex, uh, says, They've gathered forces all throughout the city. That's not her voice at all. So instead, Kid Radical's gonna be the one talking about this. Uh, and he points up to it while Technosaurus Rex continues, uh, her furious typing. Cold Snap, Flash Freeze, and Professor Permafrost are here to lay the big chill down on New Portsburg, and if we don't do something to stop it, the entire city's gonna be coated in ice! Guys, I know that you just defeated Big Ben last week, but I'm gonna have to call in... K-squared. I know it's not K-2. I've read the reports. And guys, I think you're the only ones that can actually stop this. So what do you say? Yeah, whatever. I thought you'd I, say that. <laughs> I'm on board, dude. I assure you, my team is ready for this. We'll 
take care of him in a quick minute and everything will be right as rain. And uh, when you say that, Kid Radical puts his hand onto your shoulder and just, I knew I could count on you, the dandelion. All right. So, what we're dealing with here is that we have a giant freezer refrigerator unit centered in the middle of town, and if somebody doesn't close that door, everything's going to be covered in a weird layer of ice later on, and that's going to be no bueno. So, I'm going to need your guys' help to infiltrate the refrigerator, go in and make sure that door shuts, putting an end to their plans. But, there is something you guys need to worry about, and that's the Frostlings. They have it. All three of them together have henchmen that they've brought together under this credo of cold. And, well, all of our other heroes are dispatched to different places right now. So maybe that's why, that's why these ice holes are getting together and trying to ruin our summer. I should not have joined this game. I can't stand it. <laughs> So many dad jokes the, the, the credo of cold in these ice holes. It's the best. It it sounds he's gonna he's gonna turn Dandelion's gonna turn to, to microwave and, and say It sounds like we need to turn up the heat. I'm so good at that. I'm so good at that. Let's do it. And he's all like already like he's on his his surfboard, which is actually a boogie board because he's so small, and and you just see the water like rushing out of it and freezing and freezing and melting and freezing. He's just kind of bobbing in one place, <laughs> waiting for the team to move. Uh, I'm taking selfies, posting to my Instagram. Gonna go stop a crime. Extra appendages so you yeah. can get a better yeah. angle. Yeah, there. Just <laughs> there. Perfect. Over there. Well. All them's appendages. Yeah, you tell a pseudo nymph to smile, and then he's like, <laughs> and you're like, no, no, don't smile, no smile. <laughs> Do I have resting bitch face? It's just a giant bug person. <laughs> oh, so. oh my goodness. So, uh, kid radical lets you guys know. Uh, about the about the dangers that you're going to face in uh, with these frostlings inside of the refrigerator freezer unit that's been dropped into the middle of the town. Um, how are you guys getting there? Do you have like a a team car? Do you have a team jet? What is what is your mode of transportation? You could even have like <laughs> glass pods that get shot out of a cannon towards the area of danger. It's up oh to gosh. you guys. Super Uber. <laughs> yes. It's just yeah. a carpool. Exactly. <laughs> we get an Uber. Yeah. What's the Uber carpool? Right? Yeah, Uber, Uber, Uber carpool. we Uber carpool there. So we just happen to be riding with some other strangers. <laughs> but it's but it's super Uber. It's just for heroes, yeah, you know, because they, yeah. they're on they're on call yeah, and they're yeah. they're like they're special fast lanes in the city for just super Uber cars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And so, like, what, like, all of us are crammed into this, like, car together trying to fit in. I'm well, sitting maybe, in the front maybe seat. Maybe we got a van. We got a van. Okay, so. yeah. Car would be crowded. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, I don't do you think have a all the time? Yeah, I figure they're usually, like, tucked in. 
Yeah, like I'm crossed all the time. Yeah, so it looks like I just have my hands. My hands. Alrighty, so you guys take your super Uber in. I want to, like, I almost imagine it's kind of like a beat up white van because if superheroes are the ones who are taking it, you know it's just going to get rocked as soon as they park. So, like, but yeah, so it has some, it has some damage on it. There's like a little bit of rust falling off the back, but it is souped up on the inside enough that you guys just start racing down the highway towards what you can see now in the middle of this town is just this giant refrigerator. Uh, and it is just this solid pillar of white. And as you guys drive into the city and get close to it, uh, after when you're about, uh, when you're about 10 blocks away, you actually see what look to be, uh, these very tiny, uh, maybe, or not very tiny, but between four and five feet tall, uh, blue skin, longer nose, pointier ears, uh, wearing these deep blues uh, and with uh, little frills of white fur around them. Uh, and they seem to have uh, look almost to be like frost guns. Uh, and one of them actually has uh, what looks to be a sickle, uh, just a curved kind of uh, farming instrument, but it is entirely made out of ice. Uh, and you see that multiples of these frostlings are carrying around their icicles. Uh, and... As you guys uh, continue going on into the city and the super uber pulls up to the side and the giant side door uh, that has an ad for a legal team slides open onto it, uh, then you are able, uh, that is when we are going to go into our first uh, encounter, but we will be doing that after we come back from our first break of the day. So I wanted to say thank you to everybody. Uh, who decided to stop by and enjoy Power Outage, the tabletop RPG. I was trying to think of a good villain all day of what I could have uh, my players go up against, and I was like, no, I'm thinking about this the wrong way. I don't need a good villain. I need a bunch of really bad villains, because that'll be more fun. Uh, so you guys are going up against the cadre of cold uh, when we return from our break that is going to be uh between five to ten minutes so don't go no place unless it is to grab a food grab a drink grab a friend or possibly visit bit.ly slash indoor merch to pick yourself up either a mug that you can fill with a nice ice beverage or uh some other kind of beverage because we have a coffee uh themed hero on our team so we're again going to be back in five to ten minutes so we will see you guys shortly all right everybody Hello, everybody, and welcome back from our chilling break so as we present you more Power Outage Tabletop. Now I'm just throwing them out there because I see LB's face just turn to a, a groan every time. It's great. It's a good game. So, you guys have been let out of your super uber into the city streets where you see that there are quite a few frostlings that are all carrying these icicles as well as what looks to be a little shooter gun that when they fire it shoots out a beam of cold and then ices over a part uh, of a wall or a building or some other area around you. Uh, but they never target you guys directly. Uh, but now that you have shown up and made yourselves aware, uh, what is 
everyone going to do? Because this is when our movement track comes in. Uh, slash travel. So, who has the highest travel? Okay, That's so... Five. Caffeine? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm in chill mode now, though. Okay. You gotta, you gotta have your caffeine, yeah. Alright, so... Who had the highest travel? There was... Uh, I have eight. Eight? I have six. Yeah. Six. And then GBS five. Okay, so it is actually going to be... Pseudonymph. You are going to be first up as you have the highest travel. Oh. So what would you like to do to put a stop to these little frostlings? I don't know. Should we try talking to them first or should I just sure. attack them? You can try to talk to them. Try talking to them. Mm -hmm. So um, uh, this is also a good point to explain how combat works. Yeah. Talking to them is an option. It's always an option in this game because, again, this game was originally directed towards kids and learning how to talk about your problems is a really important skill. So, uh, if you would like to uh, try and talk these frostlings out, uh, it's going to need to be, uh, if you guys all agree that you want to talk them out of it, you can each take a turn trying to talk them out of it. And as long as three of you are successful in the attempt, then they will no longer be interested in fighting. But if even one of you makes an attack, all of those uh, all of those options are then gone. Yeah, I feel like I shouldn't start that off with an attack then. So I'm going to try to talk them down, try to get them to go back in their refrigerator and leave. All right. So, so what is so is that what you're trying to say? Is just like go back to your refrigerator? Like, are you trying hey, to appeal this isn't to cool, them, guys? <laughs> God damn it! Okay, so <laughs> this is going to be an impact roll. Okay. And in this, because there's not, there is a set DC that you're trying to beat, and we'll say that it is. These guys are low level cronies. We'll say that it's twelve. So if you beat a 12 on an impact roll, then they will begin to listen to you. Okay, so I roll a d20? Yep, d20, then add your impact. And then add my impact. Uh, that's 10. <laughs> okay, so as, no. you, as you try and like appease them, just, come on guys, this isn't cool, go back in. And they look at you and just go, you're right, it's not just cool, it's ice cold! And then they continue just shooting around, and then some of them uh, take aim at you, but they aren't able to do anything yet, as it is not their turn. Uh, but your attempt has failed. Uh, so, uh, I believe it was the dandelion that had a six. Mm -hmm. Alright, so, the dandelion, how are you... How How is this uh, proper... Proper gentleman handling uh, all of all of these little frostlings. So, yeah, I think I would try to talk to them as well, or maybe use my interrogation. You could, if you would like to, maybe like let out like a lion roar and be like, "You should all flee if you know what's good for you," like something yes, like that. Yes. All right. Like, like K two is here, and you know what that means bad things for you so yes. get out of here okay so make an uh make an impact roll okay. or no uh 
Unless you would like to use your any part of your power to be able to do this. Because you were trying to intimidate them, right? Like, you're not trying to, like... Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so... Just my power. So, that was a D... D20, and then you add your power score. Okay. A 10. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, so... Uh... I, like, tried to roar, but, like, my voice got caught. <laughs> it wasn't really as big a roar. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> Oh goodness! You should have been eating in my throat. You shouldn't have been eating these chips. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, so uh, yeah, your mouth is very much dry uh, from the chips that you were eating previously. So uh, then, uh, GB, you said you had a six, five, a five for your movement, and then caffeine. What did you have? Also a five. Five, yeah. Okay, so I. Uh, you guys can choose who goes first, uh, or if you would prefer to use your powers in a joint in a joint way, you can try and do that as well. Sean, uh, what are you thinking? I am thinking that um, uh, Mackie is going to be uh, starting to uh, press her French press, uh, <laughs> pouring it into a cup. Uh, so if you want to go first, I'll, uh, I'll back your play. Ah. All right. You have to have it properly steep. You can't just have it sit there. Uh, so then, well, wait, so nobody has succeeded in talking to them. Nobody so has succeeded far. in talking to so them. It's, it's fight time. I know that, right? <laughs> if you want it to be, you can still try. Like you guys could just kind of hang back and really try for this. Um, that is entirely up to you, Microwave. All right, Microwave uh, whips out and uh, uh, sur surfs in front of them with the with the chill out and and puts a, a ice barrier uh, behind them. Okay. Yeah, behind them so they they can't run away. Already sounds so I good. Like, I like surf behind them and then you know get an ice wall there all right so as you surf around on your boogie board this wall of ice just forms behind all of these frostlings who just look around and they're like uh, this is our gimmick stop it and they get even more uh kind of furious about the whole thing so caffeine it is your go as your coffee is finished steeping yeah uh she's gonna say um what's the word Thawing, yeah. If you guys don't thaw out, you're gonna be on our heat list. <laughs> that slow sip of coffee as powers activate. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So I'll uh, I'll roll impact. Okay. Yeah. And is this your distance punch? No, this is I'm trying to convince them to leave oh, now. Okay. Otherwise they're gonna be on our Alrighty, so make a, this is going to be at a DC 14, uh, because you are telling them to leave, but one of your party members has just blocked off their escape, so they don't really know where to go. Uh, I got a 12. <laughs> Alright, you have all been unsuccessful in your attempts to calmly talk these frostlings down from being uh, aggressive. I would say. Uh, and so there are 
five of these little guys. Uh, and you see that three of them are actually going to try and run up uh, and uh, attack out at... Um, they don't know anything about you guys, really. So they're just going to be attacking randomly. Uh, they are going to go after... One of them is going to go after the Lion Man, the Dandelion. Uh, another is going to go against uh, our surfer friend, Microwave. Uh, all of them are just going to attack you guys individually, apparently. They are just going to, like, one-on-one... <laughs> -on -one, Marvel Civil War rush up on you guys. Uh, and then uh, it is actually going to be uh, our dear friend Pseudonymph, who is going to have two uh, people kind of try and jump up on you as you seem like the biggest threat to them. So what I'm going to need, uh, and we're going to go in order. So microwave, roll a d20 and add your omer. That is what I need of you while well, this guy attacks with his impact. His ice sickle? Yes, his icicle. Yes. All right. Microwave. Yeah. Roll a d20 for... Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is going to be for your Omer skill to prevent the attack from coming near you. Oh, I thought they were attacking... Uh, they were attacking so everybody, but we were just... Oh, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, pl d20 plus my Omer? Yes. Uh, 15. All right. So this guy still does manage to lay a hit on you. Oh, uh, Which dang. does a total of four points of impact damage. So, uh, on your yield points, you will subtract four. Yeah. Uh, now, another interesting thing about this game is that if you want, rather than spending your turn attacking or uh, doing any of these other actions that you would normally do, like using your power, you can encourage another player, uh, as encouragement is always encouraged. Uh, which then you would do, uh, you would roll a d20, and if you're encouraging yourself, flat d20. Otherwise, you add two if you are encouraging a friend. And if you get a 10 or higher, you can heal that character for 1d6. And then, uh, or if you have a power, like in, in any of the support powers, that would allow you to heal more, then you would be able to heal more from being able to encourage your friends. Uh, and then, as you've seen, you have the power counters at the bottom. So every time you use a power, it is a total of six uses. So every time you use a power, you slash off one of the uses that you get. But you can spend your turn in a more defensive stance, and you can do that for two rounds. And while you're in that, you take half as much from yield point uh, from yield point damage. And at the end of the third round, you roll a d6 and you get that much power back. So in combat, you're never really without. Like there are, there is like, oh, if I run out of power, what do I do? Well, you could just chill for a hot minute and then get your power back. Or uh, if you are uh, doing a, uh, if you are doing it for a partner, 
uh, you can sit in the back and then energize. And then if somebody else is like, oh, I've used all of my power, what do I do now? Okay, well, this other person can then actually take the turn to energize and then give you some of their power. So there's a lot of interactions between players that is actually encouraged to help you survive uh, in this game. And also in this game, people don't die. That's why they're called yield points. Uh, so it is just you punch them until they put up a hand and say, I yield, I yield, or you knock them out or arrest them or however we decide to do it. Because uh, we're heroes. Because you're heroes. And this game was built, was meant for kids. And in the book, uh, one of the reasons why the, uh, why Barbus said, or, uh, God, was, uh, Bebars said, uh, that they changed it to yield points is because his daughter described, uh, said with hit points, it felt like her character was slowly dying. And he was just like, oh, that's, mm. and so he switched it to yield points. So it's just points till yield. All right, so uh, you have been assaulted, Microwave. Uh, then we are going to go to the Dandelion. So roll an, a d20 and add your Omer. Okay. Okay, I rolled a 20, so 22. Dang, yeah, this guy did not beat that. He got an 18 on the die, but the Dandelion oh. has seen tricks like these before. <laughs> going to have to try harder than that. Yes. All right, and then one is going to come after the caffeine. So roll a d20, uh, add your omer. I think your dice are in here. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, it's a four uh, plus three. All right. Uh, so this small frostling will be able uh, to deal one point of damage <gasps> with his icicle. As it seems your warmed coffee blood was too much. All right, and then cool. the two that are coming after the pseudo nymph. Uh, so roll for uh, roll, and then add your omer twice. Okay. So. It's a six. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So the six. What's your omer? Six, six plus three. Okay. So Whatever. the you are. Your carapace is just so thick and sturdy that you manage to brush off this icicle attack. Uh, and then roll for your omer again as the second attack tries to come and get you. And this one, it's a little dude with his frost gun trying to shoot you. Yeah, just roll the six again. I'm going to roll again. Uh, 16. Okay. Yeah, so again, how do you defend yourself from this projectile beam coming near you? Uh, I think I'll take my other... Arms and bring them up in front of me to block it. Awesome, I dig it. So, next up, pseudo nymph. Oh, it's my turn. Yes. All right. Uh, I think I'm gonna go after the guy that just shot at me. I'm gonna go punch him. Okay. <laughs> All right. So make a uh, and this is with your power punch, right? Um. I think I'm just going to do a regular punch on him. Okay, so roll goes. for impact with that. Okay. All right, so that is going to be against his Omer. Uh, he got a 20 and then adds two, so a total of 22. Yeah, 10. 
Nope. Not so <laughs> he is uh, a little bit smaller and a little bit more nimble than you are used to encountering. So as your punch goes towards him, you see him just kind of like duck around the way and cackle to himself uh, in the way that these small creatures seem to enjoy doing uh, when causing mischief. So uh, then did you have a free action or anything else that you would like to do on your turn besides trying to strike out? Like, would you like to uh, interact with the environment around you or call out to a friend or anything like that during your turn? Uh, I'm going to call out to my my fellow K-squared members that uh, these guys are pretty pretty nimble. They're very... I'm trying to make fun out of this. Ice pun. I don't know. I'm bad at puns. They're That's not... why I'm on the website that has puns on it. They may be cold, but they're not slow. Okay. Okay. That All was right. a solid C-tier pun, but okay. Hey, I don't know. I'm trying here. And that's what this game is all about, is trying your best. So, Maybe ice cold. The dandelion. Yes. What would you like to do on your turn? Well, I'm very upset, these little ice people trying to attack my friends. So, I would like to try and attack the one that attacked me. Okay. And I think I want to use my pocket pollen. Yeah! <laughs> Throw that pollen at him. So, I'm going to... So, that'll so be a it's... power roll. Okay. And then it'll be against his Omer. Okay. Which he got an eight. And so I add my power? Yes. 19. All right. You totally hit him. All right. So, so yeah, I take my pollen out of my pocket and blow it at his face and say, how, how are your seasonal allergies? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and it just looks at you very confused, but then as the pollen hits, you see his eyes just immediately puff up. Like, he has an immediate case of hay fever, and he's just kind of, like, trying to bat it, make it better, but it that's, that's not how you take care of that problem at all. But he doesn't know. Uh, so then next up, Caffeined. Alright, the Caffeined, uh, is, <laughs> is going to turn to her friend, the Microwave. She's going to say, let's open up a can of worms. And he's like, uh, he's got like a chip halfway to his mouth. And he's like, uh, I get it. Or wait, <laughs> I get it. That's funny. She's, she's going to down her cup of coffee, <laughs> take off her hipster glasses, horns emerge from her head uh, as the fiend in her awakens. Uh, and she's going to move in real quick. Um, and she's going to uh, use the grinder. Okay. <laughs> All right. So the grinder, that is where you just create the cage, right? You just... No, that one oh, is yeah, I yeah. come up and I punch them and I run back. All righty. Sounds good. So make your power roll. Okay. And then make sure to mark off a usage of power as well. Okay. That's 18 plus oh, yeah, 4. He, he failed. Okay, cool. So... Uh, uh, that's two points. All right. These guys are not very, uh, they are not very tough by any means. So as you deal these two points of damage, you actually watch as this creature just 
flies back from the impact of the the speed coming up and giving him these punches uh and you just watch him go ass over tea kettle and slide back way uh across the ground until he actually comes up uh on the ice wall that Mm -hmm. uh our dear friend microwave had made last turn and then slides back down and then as he does the ice wall dissipates and collapses on top of him as it is now microwave's turn Ah, I am not muted. Okay. Um, hmm. Get oh, so when we use like I used my power last turn, I got to check one of those boxes off, yes. right? All right. So that is one use of said power. Um, and there's <gasps> I kind of got them in a line, don't I? Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. It is time for the sunburst. <laughs> I blast down the line of them with uh, with my sunburst. Okay. So a D6, and the first one takes full, second takes half, third takes half of half. All right, so All right. Uh, what you need to do is that you need to roll a D20, and then it will be against their omer, and then that'll determine ah. if you hit or not. Okay. So it is going to be D20 plus power for you. Uh, okay. I'm pretty sure you hit. I hope uh, 9, 4, 13. Yep. I got a 5, so you totally hit. Uh, and right. I'm just going to do a group roll because they all have the same stats, so you'll hit all of them. Uh, okay. So, yeah, roll your D6 and then have and then have. Oh. Uh, so the first guy takes 2, the next one takes 1, and the third one takes a half. <laughs> it would be rounded up. Uh, so they 2, 1, 1 down the line. All righty. Uh, as uh, as he puts out his his hands and his his little sun amulet is hanging and and a bur- burst of sunshine I mean literally like gold light of cartoonish nature flies from his paws as it racks through them. Okay, like so Arrow Otis uh, drawing. <laughs> uh, so as that happens, you watch uh, as the one in front puts his hands up, and then as the power washes over him, you see all of his clothes immediately get sun-bleached. His kind of darker hair also turns to just this bleach-blonde white as he falls onto the ground, no longer able to move, having suffered from a mild case of heat stroke. He'll probably be (laughs) fine, but like... uh, And then the two standing behind him... Uh, they were actually able to get into enough shade from the first guy uh, that they took minimal damage, but they are small and they're they're not looking too hot. Uh, so there are two of them that are left, or there are three of them that are left, as you guys have incapacitated two of them. Uh, so, uh, or I guess, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. So there are three left. Uh, and then... Uh, one is going to try and strike out against, uh, the caffeine actually, because they're, they're very scared of this person who just shimmered and sent their friend flying, not able to track how fast you were moving. Uh, and so roll, uh, a roll your Omer. Um, 21. Okay. Yeah. He tries to strike out at you, and it's unsuccessful entirely. Just uh, as you see this creature, (laughs) 
you see this creature like bring out his ice gun in slow-mo and fire it and as this beam come towards you uh very much like the flash on the cw you just turn out of the way and watch it breeze by but the rest of you just see quick shimmer as this beam just seems to fly through you uh and looking behind as this beam goes you actually see it tags the back of your super uber and you hear the driver just oh come on uh <laughs> as he drives away his, his vehicle hasn't been destroyed uh but he's very upset because why does it always happen when he's on the job um, so then next up is going to be uh the second and third ones so second one is going to strike out against uh, yeah, against you, Microwave, uh, and is going oh. to try and use uh, its icicle on you. Okay. Uh, Thirteen, all told. Okay. Uh, it got a 15, so it's still going to be able to hit you uh, <laughs> and deals another four points of damage. Oh, I'm merging. All right, so then there is the third one, and the third one uh, is just kind of like swinging wildly. It doesn't know what to do, as this is the one that has hay fever. Uh, so it is going to. I'm going to see if it knows where it's going. It does not. So you see this one kind of like get turned around and begins walking over and just starts taking shots with its ice gun uh, randomly. So, uh, I'm going to roll a d4. Uh, so, that is going to be against you, <laughs> Caffeine. So, Caffeine, I would like for you to roll your Omer, but add an additional 4 to whatever the number rolled is, as its blindness is incapable of doing much. Okay, so that's uh, 13. Alright, it got a natural 1. Uh, so I think it would be funny uh, if this creature ended up shooting one of his friends instead uh, as he's been completely just blinded. Uh, so his friend is going to take only one point from the frost damage, but because you guys had already damaged all but one of, like, the blind guy is the only uninjured one, and the other two have injuries on them. Uh, so one of the others you just see gets encased in ice uh, while he was, like, trying to run away. So his hands are, are up in the, like, running man position. And he just has this, like, very grimacing look. And you see, like, his eyes are still moving inside of this ice, uh, inside of this icy prison. But he is currently incapacitated. Uh, so then next up, Pseudonymph. Alright, uh, where is the blind guy in relation to me? Can I get to him? Totally. Very easily. He just is kind of like spinning around, shooting off with his gun, trying to hit anything. Alright, I think I'm going to go up and, uh, well, how, I'm sorry, how many other ones are still up? Uh, it is one guy who is still up, looking injured, and then the blind guy. Okay, I'm going to go after the injured guy. Okay. I'm going to go try to punch him. Just... Just my regular punch, I think. Okay. He said, pretty weak. I don't want to punch right through him. You would just send him flying. What are you talking about? Uh, so that's a 20. On the dice. 
Alrighty. Yeah. Yep. So no way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, as you punch this guy, uh, what happens as he becomes incapacitated? Uh. So I'm gonna run up and quick punch him, and then get a secret sneaky punch from my other arm there, nice. the uppercut. And he goes flying up in the air, and then just kind of lays lands down in the little snow. <sighs> And like a little snow angel, and he's not getting up. <laughs> no, he is knocked unconscious. Uh, so he's out cold. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's what I wanted. Alrighty, so uh, I will say because the blind is uh, the blind doesn't say when it ends on this so you guys have effectively blinded this one last frostling uh if you would like you could take him uh take him captive or you could continue just to incapacitate him um Circle him and kick him. yeah no, <laughs> uh i think that uh the caffeine is gonna run up to him and grab him where's your leaders where are your leaders uh he's just oh my eyes oh this hurts so bad <laughs> They're in the Can freezer! And he just kind of, like, points up. And you know that he's trying to point up towards where the large freezer is, but he's blind, so he's kind of just pointing in a direction. How do we get in? What's the easiest way in? The front door! <laughs> and then she just throws him down. Guys, we gotta go in the front door! <laughs> yes. Ooh, we could do that. That Can makes sense to me. I can run up the side. <laughs> I would be so down. It's Genji style. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, you guys have dealt with uh, and incapacitated all of these little frostlings. And you make your way uh, to this large freezer uh, refrigerator unit. And as you get close to it, you can see that there is just this kind of, uh, it doesn't necessarily look like a door. Uh, it's about 15 feet off the ground. Uh, and it is a large, uh, almost what looks to be a loading bay. And you would assume that it would be a loading bay if it wasn't for a giant uh, metal, almost tongue looking thing that extends from the top that you know if you you would guess anyway that if you pushed the large uh metal tongue an ice cube might fall out uh but as you get closer to this uh to this refrigerator you see that it is beginning to snow and the temperature is beginning to drop uh microwave you're a little miffed just because you didn't dress for cold weather, even though you knew it was a cold mission. Uh, but you got the powers of the sun coursing through you. So as the snowflakes hit against you, the rest of you just see that microwave is just, he's just cooking. All the snow is melting off him, but it seems to be sticking to you guys. I, I did wear uh, layers, man. I even wore flannel pants under my shorts. <laughs> and socks with my sandals. <laughs> That's why we can't show feet on Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> to prevent things like that. Oh, man. 
<laughs> but yeah, so looking up at this what appears to be almost an ice dispenser, uh, you see that there is uh, what looks to be the rungs of a ladder that extend downward. I'm going to go up there. I'm going to go up there and scout it out. All right, so it is 15 feet off the ground, but if you use a point of your power for your super speed... I will totally let you just run up the side of this building to get to that place. I don't give a fuck. I'm fucking doing it. Yes. I just... All right. So you are up there, uh, and you can see that it is a rung ladder that you could then toss down uh, to the rest of your friends. Is it connected at the top? Uh, It is. It leads into uh, the inner chambers of this refrigerator freezer. All right, cool. She kicks it. Okay. Kick it down. Alrighty, so yeah, you kick the ladder down, and then the three of you that are on the ground below uh, see this rung ladder just fall towards you. Let's go, 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 let's go. I would let everyone else go first. Okay. Are you going to fly? No, I'm going to start climbing. Okay. Alright, same here. Climb. Alrighty. Up there, like vibrating. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. So, so, so yeah, you guys uh, can then continue up the ladder into this large chamber. Uh, and when you start looking around, you see that there is... Uh, it's, it's hollow inside. It is just this very large chamber. Uh, and you can see what look to be large crates that are uh, placed around uh, that look like they are almost like a, uh, they have a sheen to it uh, as there is just a large light bulb that is on inside. Uh, and you can see looking around that there are what look to be almost like a uh, acrylic sort of plastic uh, style container that is uh, kind of spaced throughout. There seem to be a handful of these. Uh, and on the tops of each of these containers is a, uh, what looks to be a large board, uh, of various colors. And you guys would know that these are remnants from the last Tupper War, uh, that was fought earlier on, uh, in the history of, uh, New Portsburg. Uh, and looking around, you see that they are... But they were so fresh. (laughs) I heard they were locked in battle forever. <laughs> I'll be glad. That I- <laughs> yes! Oh, that's, that's okay. That deserves. <laughs> oh my god, that was the best. Ah, oh, that's the spirit gang. <laughs> So yeah, as you guys are all looking around, uh, you can see that above you, uh, maybe about, uh, I want to say maybe about like 40 feet or so, uh, is what looks to be a metal, uh, almost like a, uh, a lattice work walk area. Uh, that you or catwalks that you would be able to kind of uh, maneuver yourselves around, and you can see that there are large machines that are placed on each of these as well. Uh, and looking up, 
uh, towards the wall, you can see that there is a large fan as well. Uh, and it is just slowly turning. And you're pretty sure that that fan um, might be helping either keep the inside cool or move the airflow. You guys aren't sure. But what would you like to do? And I would say also, based on your initial look around, uh, that there are, uh, you do see that there are some of these frostlings that are just moving about. And some of them are carrying boxes, others are carrying pieces of machinery, others have like little denim overalls and a red bucket with a yellow hat that you're pretty sure they're just like a maintenance guy. Uh, you aren't really sure uh, what jobs that they fill. Uh, inside of the refrigerator, but it looks like they are doing a pretty, uh, pretty good job of main of maintaining things. So you know that there are enemies about. What would you guys like to do? Uh, microwave is going to use his sunburn power on the uh, the fan that's pushing the cold air around. Okay. So it'll just start taking damage, and. Uh, Ooh. So. Yeah, I like that. Okay, yeah, mark so. uh, mark a point of power. All right. I'm going to turn to Dandelion, and she's going to grab him. She's gonna be like, we have to close the door. We have to figure out how to close the door. <laughs> um, could I use my utility power to pull out my x-ray monocle? Of course you can. <laughs> and then so i will put have my monocle and uh i will use it to scan the premises and see if i can find any like if i can pinpoint maybe where i wrote his name down somewhere what's his name the perm guy ah professor, professor permafrost <laughs> Who we yeah. also, uh, before, after we went to break, we all agreed Professor Permafrost once had a large perm haircut of just this white Nimbus Cloud style hair, but through some accident that turned him evil, now has the <laughs> large bald ring. Yeah, so I'm like looking for like Professor Permafrost's office or like any traces of him. Okay, so looking around, uh, make a power roll. Okay. 17. Okay, so with your 17, uh, as you look around, you see uh, that there is, past the fan, there is a large chamber that leads up. Uh, and going up, as you kind of like look around and scan, and your eye continues upward, you actually see that on the next level up above where you guys are, uh, or yeah, the next level up from where you guys are past where the ceiling is and then the actual next area, uh, that you see three uh, of these humanoid figures that you would recognize to be the cold cadre. Uh, and as you look around, you also see uh, that there are... Uh, that the chamber that connects with the fan that leads up, that chamber is actually next to a wall that connects to that office where the group of them are. 
Uh, and also kind of continuing to look around, you see that there is their, uh, the studio that they had set up in order to take over the broadcast. Uh, there is a janitor's closet uh, that one of these frostlings is like putting things away into. Uh, and a lot of the electronics, then the wiring, uh, is actually leading upwards as well and kind of follows the same pathway that this large bladed fan does. I see. All right. So, yeah, I would just relay that information and uh, say, it seems like we need to go up north where it's yeah, cold. Yeah, north, as in straight up. <laughs> <laughs> no, we all knew that. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, how would you guys like to reach that point? Uh, as our dear friend Microwave has already caused a little bit of structural damage that is beginning to just work its work its heat magic on this large fan. Um, you said there was an elevator? There was not. Uh, behind the fan was a large chamber leading up. Uh, and from what you guys... Actually, yeah, there would be an elevator uh, to help move from uh, top to bottom. But you see that the entryway for that elevator is on the next rung up where that uh, lattice work of metal was. Did we see any stairs up yet? Um... From your general look around, uh, I would say yes, you do see some stairs, but you see that there is a set of, like, there's like a guard patrol of just these mm -hmm. little frostlings that are walking back and forth, uh, just seeming in their business, but also they just, they're perfectly right in front of it every time mm -hmm. you go, like, oh, maybe I could, oh, uh, no, because a dude just kind of walks out. Mm -hmm. Guys, I got this. And she like goes into her bag and pulls out a thermos and a couple mugs. And she's gonna like walk up to them and she's trying to keep herself calm. She's like vibrating though. She's like, coffee break? She starts pouring coffee for them. Beautiful. Okay, make a impact check. Okay. Can I roll it at advantage since I'm being nice? It'll just be an easier difficulty because you have brought out gifts for these frostlings. Five. <laughs> <laughs> Not that easy, sadly. <laughs> uh, so, as you uh, approach them and just shakily hand out the cups uh, and your thermos and say coffee break, the, the two that you had approached just look at you and just... You're not supposed to be here. Uh, and they, <laughs> you just throw it on them? Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, make a, make an impact. Make an impact okay. roll. Oh, jeez. You caught them both by surprise. 14. Yeah. Uh, roll a d4. Okay. Two. <laughs> okay, so the two of them just ah! like raise their hands up and start flailing as this coffee you watch just kind of like sink into them as they begin to start melting and just turn into puddles of water on the ground that is mixed with all of this <laughs> coffee. Uh, so it seems like it was a little bit too hot for them. Uh, she like twirls her thermos in her hand like it shouldn't spin that much and like 
clicks it back onto her bell. She's like, good to go. <laughs> uh, and as you turn around and say, we're good to go, you watch as about uh, five of these other frostlings have been alerted uh, as to what you were doing from the screaming of the two uh, as they had melted into piles of slush on the ground. So, what? Uh, yeah, the, the rest of your group uh, turns around and just sees that on the catwalks there are about three of these guys that all begin to reach to their side for some kind of firearm to point towards you. Uh, and then there are several that are on the ground, and even one of these uh, engineers just sets down his red uh, toolkit, and as it does, it clinks open, and he reaches in, and he pulls out what looks to be a longer ice gun than the others had, uh, and he seems to be a little bit scary. So, uh, yes, a frost arm, not a firearm, Uh as you guys uh, enter into your next round of combat, as all of these guys are pulling out uh, their weapons towards you, what would you guys like to do? You go first, right? Do I? Yes. At the top of the order is Pseudo Nymph, then the Dandelion, followed by Caffeine and Microwave. So are you. Uh, do you have a place? you can get out or are you surrounded i'm good i can move really fast that's a very good point that's the kind of logic this game needs <laughs> uh, i'm gonna go up and <clears throat> try to i guess run up the stairs to get past the uh the incoming frostlings okay uh get a fight advantage on them yeah, so as you are, as you're running past to kind of get up these stairs, uh, one of them is going to try and strike out against you. Uh, okay. But you're pretty big, your carapace is tough. Uh, and he gets an 18 to try and strike you with his icicle as he brings it out. Oh. I see the numbers on those. Well, all. you pick these dice. It's an 11. It's 11. <laughs> so uh, 14. Okay. So it's. Do you Alrighty, sounds good. So, with your 14, uh, you were not able to prevent it. So, he is going to be dealing 5 points of damage towards you. So, yeah. subtract 5 from your yield points. Why would you put this on so tight? Because it's not... It just it doesn't need to go in all the way. Okay, fine. Just the tip. <laughs> it's not that kind of game. Oh, sorry. This game is for kids, LB! Jeez! Yeah. I just... Just the tip of it goes in. You don't need to shove the whole thing in. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so. That's not dirty. Not at all. So, uh, Pseudonymph, you have arrived at your destination above the stairs using just your movement action. You still have a standard action or your free actions if you would like to try and interact with anything. Um... I guess I'm just going to encourage everybody, you know, like, let's, we don't need to worry about all these little guys. Let's go after the big guys. Get up the stairs. Get out of here. All right. Shut this fridge down. <laughs> and what does the encouragement do for us again? We get power back? So encourage, you have to choose one other person that you're oh, encouraging okay. or yourself to use the encourage action. I heard the key word and I was like, ooh, oh. stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Do you want to use it on someone in particular? Or you can just no. shout and use it on yourself. Yeah. Uh, that's a good idea, yeah. I'll be shouting and 
<laughs> Seems like I'm talking to everybody else, but I'm really just hyping myself up. Alrighty, so make a d20 roll, and if you get a 10 or higher, then you can heal for 1d6. Wow. 15. Alrighty, so roll a d6. Five. Alrighty, so all the damage that you just took, you have yourself a little prep talk. It's pretty loud, so other people can hear and think that you're being encouraging to them as well, but really, this is... Man, this no. one's for you. <laughs> Yeah, and you managed to just heal the damage that was taken from those frostlings back. Good job, me. So, <laughs> next up, the dandelion. Okay. I would like to try and use my pocket watch grappling hook uh, to get to the next level, to like get to the... Yeah, totally. Uh, okay, okay cool. so use a point of power. Uh, yep. To be able to, ah, yes, my handy grappling my hook. My handy grappling hook. Pocket watch. You always have the best stuff. So, uh, yeah, that is going to be, let's say that it'll be a point of power and you'll use your movement for it. So that is how you are going to just scale up to the next place. Is that your movement? Okay, will so I, so I, okay. Yeah, yeah. So I can do it. Yeah, you can do it. That's so totally fine. I take it out and I release the grappling hook and I say it's time to take this to new heights yes and I grapple my way up there <laughs> alright so caffeine and microwave god it's so good <laughs> okay uh, go ahead caffeine uh, since there are no combatants around me, I'm just going to move up. Okay. Moving on up! Yeah, so as you zip on, uh, zip on up the stairs, there is, there are a few frostlings that had actually been on the stairwell that you had watched Pseudonymph just run by. Uh, so as you try and go by, one of these creatures is going to try and strike out towards you. Okay. Uh, so, uh, roll your omer. She's ever rolled three eighteens tonight. Damn. Yeah, no. So as he goes to strike out against you with this icicle, uh, again, you just kind of step over him very quickly as you make your way up the stairs, just not even bothered uh, by these by these small minions, by these small fries. Cool. Next up, microwave. Uh, so microwave will. Uh... He'll he'll do like a board spin kind of thing and do his uh his uh chill out and form a tower basically so he gets up to the next level with his board intact and then and then slushes onto the onto the railing yes. on his on his boogie board. Yeah. So so like I said, he does that that sort of surfer skateboard spin sort of deal like you do on a uh, spinning on a wave or or uh, your back wheels. Uh, and I spin to the top and then surf on behind these guys onto yes. the catwalk. All right, so use a point of power, but that's awesome. Yep. I love it. All right. All righty, so all four of you now are at the top of this lattice work, and you have about, again, these five uh, these five small fry minions, and one of them, the what had appeared to be a maintenance worker, uh, is going to level up this icy firearm <clears throat> His frost arm, uh, as our dear friend Mez in chat put it. Uh, and he is going to take aim at... Uh, he is going to take aim at the caffeine. So, caffeine, roll your omer. 
Natural 20. All right. So again, you have just expertly dodged all of these frosty rays that seem to be coming towards you. And regardless of the size of the gun, this is no different. Uh, and the others, uh, as you dodge out of the way again, they all kind of like look at their firearms and then just switch to, uh, you see some of them have icicles, others have uh, ice picks that they are using, which is just a long rod that has little bits of ice uh, in a more hooked manner at the end. And they are going to try and rush up towards you guys. However, you have all put such a great distance between them and yourself you are easily able to rush over to the elevator and just begin slapping the button to try and get it to come down. <laughs> uh, so uh, these little guys are going to take their turn to rush on up uh, and while you guys are slapping the button. So, Pseudonymph, it is your turn. Uh, I'm going to run catch up to the elevator, I guess. Uh, do you want to defend us? Oh, I guess I should take the take the rear guard, huh? Yeah. Being the tank. So I think, yeah, I'll I'll usher people past me, and then I'll um I'll do my roly poly thing. So I'll just be blocking the hallway, armored up, okay. so they can't hurt me, but I can't hurt them. Alrighty, sounds good. So yeah, you just go full roly-poly. And your form, because you are a large bug creature, you are large enough that you just block these little guys from even trying to get around you. They would either have to climb over... Yep. Excellent. Uh, so, uh, that was your action and movement. So then the next step would be the dandelion. Okay, so if pseudo-nymph is kind of taking care of business I would move towards the elevator are we in the elevator already no the elevator is on it? its way down yeah okay hmm so I yeah I guess in the meantime while waiting for the elevator I would try and get rid of the little minions okay so uh, whoever is closest to me I will try and just swipe them with my claws. Okay. Yeah, and it's one of those, uh, you see that uh, your friend has like created a wall. And so you're just gonna spin around, kind of swipe at them from behind, knowing that you like, have the reach. Ksh. Yeah. <laughs> it's like when the cat is batting around a door yeah, and you yeah, just see exactly. the hand come out super quick. That's what you're doing with, uh, yes. with Pseudonymph being that door. Oh, so that was a seven, because that would be impact with that. Would I yeah. Impact uh, so that was a seven with your impact. Uh, so as you go and try and swipe down, this creature brings up its pick and just blocks your hand oh. really quick, <laughs> and just like you see a look of pure terror on its face as like it also just <coughs> as it seems like he may have a cat allergy that is being reactive with you being so close. Uh, so then next up is going to be the caffeine. All right, cool. We are fixing the chair, by the way. If anyone's curious as to what I'm doing. Okay. Um, I am going to be pressing the button. Just a lot. Okay. Waiting for things to happen. <laughs> uh, and I will, uh, use my action to encourage, uh, 
the microwave. And I'm gonna say, let's make this place a hot spot. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> I can't even pun. <laughs> so, uh, did she roll a d6 then, so, or do yeah, I? Or it is, uh, so LB, did you roll a d20 to encourage? No, I'm okay. going to though. So you get a plus two on your roll because you're helping a friend. Okay, uh, what do I, what is this? You want to hit for over 10. Tenor. Impact? Oh, okay, it's Just 11. In general. Okay, so yeah. with an 11, you were successful in your encouragement. Mm. So, uh, Roll 1d6, and then that is how much health your teammate will receive. How do you encourage your teammate? Three. We're going to turn this into a hot spot. Okay, going to turn this into a hot spot. Got it. So, yeah. Uh, microwave, you heal back three points. Nice. And and when she says that, he, like, you know, like, surfs out and, and uh, you know, does, like, a thing on his board, and you just see glow, you know, like like actual sunshine coming from him. And uh, he gets some points back, yeah. which is good because I'm in trouble. Um. Alrighty, so then microwave. What are you doing on your turn? That was awesome, thanks. And uh, then he, um... oh, geez, I guess I will look back and see that uh, pseudonymph has got us covered. And I'll like, uh, you know, uh, take like a Buddha sitting stance on my board and be like, oh, oh, and I just like chill out for a minute, try to get some power back. Okay. So uh, that is going to be the energize. Okay. Okay. So you have switched to a defensive stance. So at the end of the, or after the two rounds of you just, focusing have gone by then you will roll a d6 afterwards so on the third turn okay. that is when you get it all right so all right. uh then next up are these tiny creatures uh who are going to try and strike out against pseudonymph uh and they are you need to roll right one is successful uh or not sorry so they're going to be three of them so roll your omer three times It was so, I got into a D&D &D mindset right there. I was just yeah. like, just keep rolling. It's good. That's not how this game All right, works. So, 21. 21. Okay. 21. 13. Okay. 21. None of them hit. Rolling a lot of 18s <laughs> over here. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> An 18, you say. Uh, yeah, so then, uh, seeing that you guys are calling down the elevator, you see the maintenance guy aim his, uh, aim his rifle up at the elevator itself, and you see, like, it's the maintenance guy who's doing this. There is a lot of regret going on. Just like, oh, I'm just gonna have to fucking fix this later. But he is going to try and take a shot at the elevator. Uh, his shot goes a little wide. Uh, it seems like his internalized regret over having to break a thing uh, is is too much for him. And the shot ends up just smashing up against the ceiling. Uh, at this point, the elevator reaches the base and the doors open up. Uh, and you guys can all quickly hurry in. 
Uh, and for uh, for microwave, as long as you have maintained your defensive stance, uh, you can still move as long as you don't attack. So you can quickly just follow in as you continue to regain your power. All right. All right. So yeah, you guys all rush into uh, all rush into the elevator. Uh, a few attacks will be made against you, uh, pseudo nymph, as you had been guarding. But your power will still be there. I'll say, uh, just from it's like okay, this is right before my turn starts. Then go. Um, so roll three more omers. Don't you get an addition because you're in your form? I thought it was that I can't take or do damage. Oh, that's me. Uh, swim tight. Figuring it out. Okay. Yeah, if they, if you're still in that form and you can't even take damage, they're trying to hit against you and it just plinks off. So no rolls necessary. And then last round, we wouldn't have needed you to roll rolls either as mm -hmm. people are trying to strike out against you. So yeah, you're fine. Uh, and you all of you managed to get into this elevator and then quickly begin uh, pressing the button. As it seems there are only two directions, just up and down. There's no, like, multiple floors on this place. Let's go up. We're going up! <laughs> all right, so you guys begin heading up the elevator, uh, and as you do, uh, you see that there is actually a burst of frost on the side of one of the doors, uh, as it looks like the one with the long rifle had, that had tried to shoot ended up uh, actually making contact with the uh, with the elevator. And then, as you guys are climbing up, and you can still see out uh, microwave, you see that the large fan. Uh, that you had used your sun uh, sunburst ability on uh, is beginning to actually start to glow with this nice. kind of reddish color as it continues to now pump hot air out rather than cold. Yeah. Okay. Sweet. All right. So yeah, you guys end up making uh, making it up to the next level, uh, and when the doors open. You can see a hallway that opens up uh, into a into two doors on the left, one door on the right, and then a door at the far end of the hall. And Dandelion, you know, based off of using your uh, your X-ray your X-ray monocle, was it that uh, upon looking around and being dapper uh, about the whole venture, that you know. Uh, that at the end of the hall is the main office where the three baddies are located. I believe we need to go to that door. That's the office where I think we'll find the scoundrels who have been turning down the heat. Yeah. As soon as the door opens... The caffeine is like out of it. <laughs> I hate standing still. <laughs> and and microwave is going um um um. Yeah. Uh, and you'll finish, finish that your process. Energize. So roll a d six. All right. I yes I love, love you me too. father. Mm -hmm, exactly. Well, I never pet cats, and so that's. You're why. allergic. What are you doing? No, I'm an idiot. That's why I keep. Uh, uh, keep using the hand sanitizer. Uh, so D six, three, three power points. Three back. power points. All right. 
not not all of them that I spent, but gives me some juice. All right. So, uh, as caffeine, as you reach the end uh, of the hall and go towards these doors, are you opening them or waiting for your friends to join? I'm gonna stand there and I'm gonna look back <laughs> at the dandelion. Yeah. Well, let's be smart about this. <sighs> Wait till everyone's here. <laughs> Just one more moment. <laughs> Everyone's like leisurely walking down the hallway. And is... I have extra short legs and I'm wearing sandals. So I'm like flop, 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 flop. Yes. <laughs> as soon as everyone gets there, I just boop, open the door. Uh, and as you open the door, uh, you see uh, these three these three cold themed villains uh, all sitting there uh, and looking at the door and Professor Permafrost, his hands under his chin, almost in that same book, uh, book back like way that you've seen him before. He says, ice of you to join us. Uh, and at that, <laughs> uh, and, uh, then uh, one of the other ones that you would recognize as Coldstap uh, says, um, there's nothing you can do to stop this Ice Age from happening. Uh, and the other uh, that you know as Flash Freeze says, yeah, we're here to get all the ice that we can. So come on, pay up or get lost. <sighs> and they just seem to be like kind of imposing towards you, but they haven't made aggressive actions. So what would you guys like to do as you see the three of them kind of like, you know, just chilling behind this large desk? It's pseudonymph moves first. Ain't having all this responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What should I say to try to talk them down again? Give that a shot. Um. Oh, we're going to do the talk thing again. Nice. Yeah, no, that didn't work. Guys. It's um, not gonna work on the big guys. Yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> it's gotta be a good. I'm not good at puns though. Um, tell them if they don't back down, we're gonna take them kicking and steaming. Kicking and steaming. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Internet. Sorry, did he say an ice to meet you pun? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I can't do that then. Uh -huh. It's already done. All right. <clears throat> Look, we'd hate to grab you out of here kicking and steaming, but this plan is just not going to fly. All righty. So out of town. <laughs> make, a, make an impact roll. 11. Okay. Uh, so he is going to defend against it, and then it's actually a success. He just like, uh, uh, and like they all kind of three look at each other, just uh, oh, you're so forward. <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> we expected to be attacked. Dandelion, <laughs> right. you got something? Um, I was trying to get a good pun. It's a bit difficult. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm going to also just try and talk and say, listen, your request for money was quite 
uh, too much, basically. So um, I'm going to need you to turn off this refrigerator and kindly go back to where you came from. And uh, we can just call it a day here. What do you think? How about, how about your your request was a, a cold affront to our sensibilities? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. So this is going to be an impact roll. Okay. Uh, 19. Okay. Uh, and at that, you see, like, Cold Snap is just taken off guard. Like, that was a really good cold pun. And he just sort of, like, <laughs> looks at Flash Freeze and looks at the professor. And he's like, what? why do we always got to make ice puns? Like, that one was really good. And they just, like, are now talking amongst themselves. Um, so then next up, Caffeined. Uh, she's going to uh, step up. And she's going to say, even though iced coffee... It's really mainstream. You know what? It's not that bad. But this, you gotta let it go. Uh, yes. Roll. And she's gonna. She's gonna pull out her her thermos. She's gonna scoop some ice from the ground, put it in her mugs, and pour it in. Just like making eye contact with them. <laughs> And slide it forward. <laughs> okay, okay. Make a uh, make so like an, an intimidation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll say uh, that with this, because you're in fiend form, and you're basically like sign the deal, like pouring coffee <laughs> into it. Uh, I will say that you can use your power for this roll instead yeah. of impact. Damn it! <laughs> you let us down. We're so What'd you get? Okay. So, as you do this, like, one of them goes to reach <laughs> out for it. All over the desk. <laughs> as, 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 uh, Flash Freeze goes to reach out for the nice cold brew, Permafro Permafrost slaps his hand and just, what? No, don't take their things. I mean, like, we should take their things, but after everything's covered in cold. Not like this. Uh, and it, well, Although unsuccessful, Flash Freeze rolled low enough that he was still just like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> it's iced coffee, man. You know. All right, so microwave. They still don't seem aggressive. They seem like they are willing uh, to listen. All right. Uh, microwave will say, Dudes, we need to like chill out. This whole thing is starting to snowball out of control. And at that, you like, Flash Freeze just see. Why can't why can't we have puns like that? Uh, and uh, make a make a roll with impact, with right? Impact, yeah. Uh, impact is not my specialty. Uh, twelve. Okay. Uh, yeah. So at this, uh. Permafrost says, well, if we just put them on ice, then we can have all of the cold puns to ourselves. Uh, and Cold Snap just like drinking this cold brew coffee, just, oh, I, 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 this is great. You guys were actually really nice. 
And he just kind of like steps off to the side and is just, nah, I'm like, he's, he's thrown in the towel. He's good. Uh, but Permafrost, uh, getting very upset about this whole manner. You actually see him, uh, his, he starts huffing and puffing until his face starts to turn blue. And then the, uh, the cumulus hair that was around his head just begins to kind of grow out and lengthen. And you watch as the bald spot on his head also begins to grow these white hairs. Uh, his face becomes more simian-like as uh, eventually growing in front of you is this large Yeti man. Uh, and at that, Cold Snap just, uh, or Flash Freeze just, nope! And then you see him put his feet down in almost like a skater-like way as a trail of ice forms underneath him and he just zips out of the main lobby. So you guys are now going to have to fight against this Yeti man. So... With that in mind, Pseudonymph, you see as this large yeti just starts to come up towards you, uh, and he is going to try and make a swing against you. So roll for Omer. Oh, I put my dice yeah, bag him out of your way. It. I was getting him out of your way. Thank you. <laughs> That's a five. Okay. Uh, so, uh, he is going to use the superhuman strength of a yeti to deal four points of damage uh, to your yield. Doesn't seem like these guys are going to play hair. <laughs> Said it there. I know. What is hair? He's oh, a yeti. He's a bunch of hair. Oh, oh, he's covered. Oh, yeti down. You know what? I think it's actually it. It would be funnier still if his hair at the top was still gone. So it's yeah, a yeti so with this yeah. large bald. <laughs> so yeah, bald yeti. Uh, mm. And at the hair joke, you see that he takes uh, he takes even more offense towards it, uh, and he is going to actually make a second strike against you, oh. or try to. Worth it. Absolutely worth it. <laughs> That's five again. I don't know how that happened. Uh, okay, so his second strike is going to come in, and he is going to deal one point of yield damage to you, a whopping one. So, uh, that is it for Professor Permafrost. Uh, next up, Pseudonymph. All right, I think I'm going to do my, uh, my super punch. Nice. To do uh, just eight damage to him, right? Yes, but you still have to beat his Omer, but you roll for power. Okay. Uh, that is eight. Okay. Uh, so as your punch swings out, you actually see he blocks your fist with his large yeti hand as he gives you this smile full of these long extended teeth downward. And Cold Snap is just over in the corner like, that's messed up, yo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and as the, as the yeti catches your fist, uh, he looks up at you and says, no more, Mr. Ice Guy. Mm. And, Col and Cold Snap, even Cold Snap is like, but we just used the ice one. <laughs> like, do you really not know? And he goes, shut up! I hey, man, it's whatever. And he just goes back to sipping his cold brew that you've given him. Uh, so, next up is Dandelion. Okay. I'm going to try and use my pocket pollen again. Okay. And <laughs> I'm going to take it out and i'm gonna say um i had something cool to say at this moment but it slipped my mind 
and I'm gonna try and throw the pollen in his face. Okay. <laughs> nice. Very nice. Okay. So. <laughs> Indoor. What'd you it's roll? Awesome. I. Do I, so I had the power to that. Yeah, yeah. It's you, a fourteen. Okay, yeah. You you beat his Omer. <laughs> this game is so great. <laughs> um, and then I think that's all I can do, right? Yeah. So how much? Uh, like yeah. So move. you you put the you put the pollen into his eyes. Uh, yeah. He does not like that at all. Uh, but not much that he can do about the whole, you know, being blind part. You know. It happens. Yeah. Happens to the best of us. Uh, so then next up is going to be Caffeined. Uh, she's gonna say to him, looks like your friends turned out to be flakes. <laughs> <laughs> and she's gonna say, you wanna chill out? Why don't I let you steep for a little bit? She's oh. gonna use her steep power. Okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so the steep power is just that you put a cage around an enemy? Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a glass thing that, that pops up, in, um, from Hellfire, <laughs> I guess. Sure. <laughs> uh, there is, like, a, a very dark, black, inky pool that emerges beneath him, and the smell of freshly ground coffee just sort of, like, waves up from the pool, uh, and you watch as just this glass container quickly writes itself over him and just traps him inside. As the overpowering coffee aroma inside of this glass container is just making him even angrier. You've blinded him and then overpowered senses. Yeah, yes, yes. Alrighty, so, uh, yeah, cause the, the cage doesn't go away either, so... Uh, yeah, you have successfully incapacitated this guy, uh, oh. or at least, uh, at least he's just, like, inside, kind of, like, batting his mitts the against it. Uh, but, Microwave, you still have a turn if you would like to do something. Uh, and that was the last enemy, right? This is the last combatant, and he's trapped in this large, uh, glass container. Alright, um... We still have to close the door! <laughs> Oh, I guess then that's what I'll do. I'll look for controls or something for the the, the freezer. Okay, sounds good. Uh, yeah, so you start looking around frantically. Uh, and as you do, uh, Cold Snap just takes another sip and just, what are you looking for? Dude, I gotta totally close the door in the freezer. Oh, uh, yeah, no, that makes sense. Uh, this whole thing was his plan. I'm throwing that out there. I'm going to give him the cold shoulder any day of the week. So what you want to do is look over right there. It's the blue lever. Uh, and as you look over, you see that this blue lever uh, on the top with what looks to be a, like, it's not like a, a mechanical, like, metal-plated label. It's like somebody stuck a label maker on it, and it just says open, and then on the bottom it says close. Okay. All right. Uh... Since I have points again, I'll 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 uh, ice surf over and uh, lean on it like with my whole body because I'm just yay big mm -hmm. and try to 
hit the close. Okay, make a impact roll. All right. Dude, this is this is really heavy, so heavy. He can't. He, he, I got like a four. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, then it is Professor Permafrost's turn, and he's just batting inside of this cage. He's gonna try and attack it. Um, really bad. He did not make it. He's, cause he's blind, so he gets a minus two to his next attack as well. So he just kind of, like, swings out, not expecting there to be now this glass dome, in, or this glass case in front of him, and as his fist cracks against it, he recoils back, and you just see him go... Ah! As his hand has, he just hit it in the wrong place, and it's like the long bone at the bottom of your hand, like mm, not a fun place for him. But pseudo nymph, it is your turn. Uh, I think I'm gonna go try to help with that lever. Okay, it's pretty heavy. Make an impact roll. All right. Uh, twenty-one. Okay. Woo! Yeah, so uh, you set out your first set of arms to on the lever and begin to pull, and it's still pretty tough, but then Re- the second really, set of arms... Really, really, I think it's frozen. <laughs> and your second set of arms comes up and grabs from below, and with this kind of bow-like motion with both sets of arms, you just manage to pull this lever down. Uh, and as you do, you see uh, that the... Uh, that there is a computer screen that is set up here on the desk and looking at it you see that the white light inside of the room below you blinks out for a quick second <laughs> and then comes back with this kind of like low orange light that you see is actually emanating from the fan at this point is like parts of it are just spinning out of control now little pieces of metal are just flying off uh and as it sinks into some of the the lost uh the lost spoils of the tupper war uh those heated shards just begin to kind of melt and change the plastic uh structures themselves <laughs> uh and you hear a loud uh what sounds like a a loud set of gears and uh, mechanisms turning and moving, followed up with a very loud, very thunderous as the door to the refrigerator freezer outside closes. Uh, And at that, uh, you guys end up getting a beep in from your wrist devices. Uh, And... Uh, as you activate them, you see a little hologram of uh, none other than Kid Radical appear on it. And he just goes, I don't know how you did it, bros, but you totally did it. I have never been more proud to call you my operatives as I have been today. So reach into your bags, pull out your power, pull out your power manacles and make sure that these super chumps are locked up for good. And as you guys had set out, you all, yeah, and you, and he just gives you the hang ten back and just a nod of solidarity. Uh, And you guys each pull out your sets of power manacles and cold snap, just like, I mean, it's not really necessary. You you guys work for what? The Academy? They hiring? Like, this is not what I am about at all. I have realized I like this coffee. Is there, you make this? Going to the I academy. Make a coffee. 
make a lot of really good coffee. I work on campus. You can work. You can work at the uh, the brewer, at the uh, the grind with me, and then we can uh, make coffee together. Sounds like a date. You just continue sipping. Uh, <laughs> the pseudonym just <laughs> big imposing bug form. Uh, so you guys manage to uh, wear down. Uh, Professor Permafrost enough that uh, eventually you can slap the power manacles on him and when you do you see that his form just shrinks back down to being this slowly uh, withered scientist and after you've acquired the manacles on the two it seems like Flash Freeze had actually gotten away during this whole debacle Uh, but after the power manacles are secured, uh, you know that just by touching your wrist bracelet again will actually teleport you guys all back to the academy. So that way you can turn in these evildoers for the crimes that they have committed and shut what would appear to be a cold case. And that is where we are going to end it for wait, this evening. Uh, what? Wait, wait, you want one more pun? I had one more pun. Do it. It's a coffee pun, though. Do it. We'll say slight epilogue. It is three weeks uh, past the point of the of the freezer uh, of the freezer debacle. You guys yeah, are at the daily all, grind, all sitting around drinking, drinking, and, and doing stuff. And you know, the caffeine just leans over and she says, "Well, guys, looks like we were the perfect brew." Yes. 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 And that is where we will end it. For this evening. So, first and Yay! foremost, I wanted to say thank you to all of you wonderful players for going through Power uh, Power Outage Tabletop RPG. I had a blast doing this, honestly. I This is the kind of superhero game I want to run, where everything yes. is just 110% <laughs> campy. There's no possible way that things will backfire. And even it's like, oh, I got injured. It's okay, buddy. And I'll rub his back and give him a D6 <laughs> of healing. Like, yep. it's... It was so good. So I wanted to, again, say thank you all for agreeing to play on this Thursday for Power Outage. With that in mind, Vibrat, where can we find you? Where do you go? Or what do you do? Don't do much. <laughs> um, but you can find me at It's Vibrat on Twitter. Um, and not really Twitch. I don't really stream. Sorry. Uh, and I'm also in the Discord, though, that you can join by subscribing to this channel or going on to Patreon yeah. for indoor adventures. Yeah. Look at her. You, you go, girl. No. <laughs> we got our market rep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. And LB, where can we find you? What do you do? I'm LB Hackamup. You can find me here Mondays and Tuesdays, maybe. Definitely Mondays and Tuesdays. Uh, we do our homebrew game on Monday where I play uh, Gwen, which is the halfling barbarian. Uh, and then on Tuesdays, we have our epilogue for our Waterdeep Dragon Heist game, which we just finished up. We got the gold, BT Dubs. Didn't think it was going to happen, but it did. And then after that, we are going to be doing, yay! We're going to be doing Curse of Strahd, um, where Indoor and I are going to be siblings. Um, so that's a lot of fun. And then on Sundays, but not this Sunday, you can catch me on Encounter Roleplay's channel, playing Heroes of Fate um, at 5 o'clock. Uh, they are going to be storming the keep, as it were, this Saturday. So Greek sit and chats in it, and she Sunday. is a badass. What? Sunday. Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. 
And and this is Ben. I am Ben. You this, can occasionally yeah, find Ben in RJ's Overwatch streams. As yeah. in oh, yeah, the sometimes, yeah, sometimes I show up there. Yep. As a ma magic pants. Magic pants, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Amazing. That's all I do. Yep. Alrighty. And GB, where can we find you? What do you do? I'm Greybeard of Greybeard's Tavern, and I uh, I will have at least one more episode on Tuesday nights here on Indoor Adventures Channel. And uh, in um, May, I will be over on, I believe, Damn It Berry's channel doing um, Salt Marsh. And uh, on Sunday mornings, you can catch me right here on my channel which I'm going to probably start streaming a little more because uh, I, I need my affiliate back, uh, status back. So, uh, But come by on Sunday mornings because I've got plenty of toys to play with and, uh, you know, we have a good time uh, playing some Darkest of Dungeons. Uh, also, too, uh, as long as they'll have me, I'll be around on uh, One Shot Wednesdays uh, here on Indoor's channel. And then um, I'm going to be. Props. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and um, check out check out the the noir uh, horror <laughs> 1920s horror noir from last night. It was off the hook. Um, uh, so um, and then I'm going to be and starting in May 10th, I'll be over on. I don't know the channel, but uh, it's uh, Triangle Arts channel um i'm gonna be playing in a uh cops and robbers game it's sort of um it's a mafia type game where we'll be fighting over the mean streets of miami in the year uh 2037 and i am uh, one of the officers i will be uh jackson jackson renard swat team member so uh check us out over there that's it for me for now yes and if you have made it this far, then you probably already know who I am. But if you don't, hello. How's it going, buddy? I am the Indoor Adventurer, and you have been watching twitch.tv slash the Indoor Adventurer, where we stream Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and coming up in May, also Thursdays, so you can have this kind of stuff four days a week. How crazy is that? Probably a lot, and it may be a lot for me, but for right now, we're gonna we're gonna say four days a week, so there. I have you made want to give a, a shout out to uh, our friend in the chat? Yes, our dear friend Dammit Barry as well. Oh, yes, Barry, but also uh, the uh, gentleman who wrote the game. Oh, I did not see. For all the players, reach out to me on send you digital copies. Thank you so much, Bibars. You have been incredible. This game has been fantastic. After the show, we usually have our uh, Knights in the Courtyard, which is a just general Q&A of what we have going on. Uh, I am going to be re releasing this Knights in the Courtyard on our Patreon for free, though, just because, I mean, you gave us a game for free. I don't want to make you pay a dollar to hear what we have to say about it, because that'd be kind of douchey. So thank you so much uh Bebars for helping us with this game and thank you to all, everybody else who stopped by to help make this an absolutely wonderful experience so we will see you guys next time and remember today is march 28th and you are loved all right everybody